I need that sports, sports encyclopedia. We were at Steve Kim. Got Trent in the cut. What up, what up, what up, man? The real Coach JB. My main man, Big Smitty. Ah! Are y'all ready for this? Ground like something to prove it. Came to a conclusion that it's crazy. Smitty and JB. Smitty and JB. Smitty and Smitty. West Coast to your side, worldwide, we in your city. Keep it one fifty. We never change what's happening. Hurdle Lincoln. In any metric, coach, you cannot have Russell Wilson. Here. Nick gave me my first offer. Like it, it, you gotta have that story. You gotta be marketing. Hockey, football, baseball, then basketball. Oh, I love this fucking show so much. Are you mixing light and dark? At 11 a.m. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm elated that I can be able to coach, that I can be able to mentor these kids, uh, and give them everything that I've learned over the last 20 years. Get Smitty and Jason Brown killed it, yeah, it's a wrap. We won the games and missing, we switched it and filled the gap. Smitty and Jason Brown, we killed it, yeah, it's a wrap. We won the games we missing, we switched it and filled the gap. You are now tuning out to the Coach JB. What up, what up, what up, man? The Real Coach JB coming at you live with a proud new sponsor of the Coach JB Show with Big Smitty, and that is Factor. Factor, you see it right here. You can get it all right here. Look at this. Tropical fruit, ready meals. Hey, I'm doing it myself. It is no joke. Now that we're in the thick of summer, you might be looking for some wholesome, convenient meals to support sunny, active days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can have you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track reaching your goals. Too busy with summer plans to cook, but want to make sure you're eating well? Well, with Factor, skip the extra trip to the grocery store and the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up, too, while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality you need. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and, heat and enjoy. Then get back outside and soak up the warm weather. Ready to feel your best while making the most out of your summer adventures? Stick to your wellness goals and premium ready-to-eat meals featuring high-quality ingredients such as broccolini, leeks, and asparagus. Treat yourself to 34-plus weekly restaurant quality options like bruschetta shrimp, risotto, green goddess chicken, and grilled steakhouse filet mignon. Ready! 
in just two minutes. So head on over to Factor. Use my promo code JB50 and get 50% off. That's code JB50 at factormills.com slash JB50 and get 50% off. I'm just telling you right now, these right here are fire. And I'm just telling you, don't just talk about it. Be about it. This is something JB and Coach Smitty and Big Smitty, Coach JB and Big Smitty endorse fully. Tropical fruit is fire. So is the strawberry banana, mango, and all the rest of them. So head on over to factormills.com slash JB50 and use the promo code JB50. Get 50% off at factormills.com slash JB50. Appreciate everybody. Peace. What up, what up, what up? Bam! Chiefs Queendom's in the building on this fine Doc Talk Tuesday. And Dr. Jesse Morse going to join us. Yes, I got it done. Eric with the wrench got it done. We rocking the Chiefs Queendom in the building. Oh, man, I'm going to wear this shirt out. I'm going to wear this shirt out. And it wouldn't be the Coach AB show without my main man, Big Smitty. Big yeah. Smitty. I like that shirt, JB. You ain't give me one? You know, Chiefs Queendom don't, don't like me either. It don't fit. We don't. It, they don't make a small, long... Four wide, X wide. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. I hear you. You talking crazy. You, you, you talking... short torso, wide top. <laughs> so what size you got on right now? Uh, you one of these, I get you one of these. I didn't know if you wanted to rock this, you know. Me and you could be twins on the show one day. You know what I'm saying? The Chiefs fans don't like me either. But we can do it. I love it, though. That's swag, man. And I love this show. It's Tuesday, baby. We back. We had a crazy show to start the week yesterday, man. We got an even crazier show lined up today, man. Monday Night Football, Doc, Doc Talk Tuesdays, and everything uh, everything else, man. Hit that like button, y'all. Hey, I got, I got something to show you, though. Off the bat, damn. Mm. You, heard about, you heard about this? I saw this clip. I didn't hear any more information about, but I did see that clip online and uh you sure? you sure, Big Smitty, you don't want to change your mind about Ryan Day talking about Lou Holtz? Talk to me, talk to me. Come on, man. That's why these kids are like they are, homie. Disrespectful fucks. Oh, man. stop it, JB. Stop it. That's stop why it. They are right there. Stop That's, it. Stop. That's a horrible take. That's a horrible take. You know, you know, good and damn well for decades upon decades, it's been players that have gotten irritated with coaches on the sideline and vice versa. You argue with players on fucking last chance. You, we all fucking saw it. It's happened for times and times again. Hey, I'm sure you got mad at your coach before and said something. And we don't know what words he even said. We just saw that he hey. was irritated with his, with his coach. Did and now we're assuming that he was being disrespectful and cussing him. Like, come on. Hey, did you I, see players arguing with me? Did you see players arguing with me? Or did you see me actually talking that shit back and like, get your bitch ass up out of here then? How did, back, there's, a there's a difference. There's a difference. There wasn't a give and take. Motherfucker, this is my way or get the fuck out. You can talk back all you want, but you ain't playing here. We don't have that no more, Smitty. 
That's why I can't coach. You can do that in college because you can just cut a motherfucker and say you're off hey, my team. In the NFL, that one that style wouldn't work. You can't do that. You can't just hey, hold on. Did you did you ever see a guy named Mike Singletary and Vernon Davis on the sideline? I did. I did. Oh, uh, did you see a a, a motherfucking? And, and, and respectfully, Mike Singletary oh, ain't coaching, is he? Talking Mike Singletary not coaching. Thank you. Tight end. Did you see him take it from the player? Hell nah. Motherfucker was like, come on in. See, that's the thing we don't have anymore. We got these soft-ass analytical cats on the sideline now. Shit. That's why I don't coach. Shit. That's why I'm in this, Big Smitty. Shit. Chiefs can't wing them's in the house. We're high See it. Get <laughs> hey, uh, I can't wait for Dr. Morris. I got a little video for everybody out there that's going to be fire. Let's get with the quote of the day, Big Smitty, because we can debate all day long. We got a lot going on. Uh, quote of the day. Don't downgrade your dream just to fit your reality. Upgrade mm. your conviction to match your destiny. <laughs> yes, sir. I uh, that one right there. Quote of the day. Contrary to belief, brought to you by betonline.ag. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Get you 50% off plus welcome bonus. We got a lot of Thursday night games. College, pro. Uh, make sure you bet them in two days from now. Go on over to BetOnline. Plus, we got prizepicks.com. Go check out Prize Picks. Contrary to belief, Big Smitty, sometimes we're tested not to show our weakness, but to discover our strengths. Contrary mm. or belief. Contrary to belief, your greatest strength is to know exactly who you are, Big Smitty. Contrary to belief. Um, Powerful. Whole question, Big Smitty, I got to ask you. Do the Jets need to make a trade for quarterback? Because uh, do the Jets need to make a trade for a quarterback is the poll question. And I want to jump right into this before you get into everything let's else. Do it. Uh, let's take a look at what uh, legendary Joe Nate said. And, and you brought up the coaching. How can a coach make things better for Zach? How can a coach say the locker rooms together? How many teams have we been on? Are you telling me there aren't some cats on the defensive side saying, whoa, man, what's wrong with you? Yeah, there's not all harmony in the locker room. And if there is, they need to get rid of the people. You got to get people in there that are competitors and want to fight to win. These guys don't have to be in love with each other. And if, they, if they're saying they're in love with each other, they're BSing you. And you got to get rid of them, top to bottom. What would you, if you, if somebody handed you Zach Wilson and said, okay, Joe, make him better, what would you do? Send him to Kansas City to back up against somebody like Mahomes. Maybe he'd learn something. I wouldn't keep him. You know, I've seen enough of Zach Wilson. All right? I've seen enough. Has quick feet, can throw a little bit, but I don't believe what's going on up there. <laughs> hey, real quick, you gotta love an old school, like you know what I mean, person sometimes just come out there and just and just because like they my older hey. folks. Nah, old, older folks, whether you agree or not, they don't care. Like they gonna tell you exactly how they feel, regardless of how you that's why I respect babies, like Luke, like young kids, and then old folks, because those are the two groups that gonna tell you like a TI is ain't gonna hold nothing from you. I thought, I thought you didn't respect old folks yesterday. I thought Ryan Day could say whatever he wanted to say. 
Hold on, hold on, dog. Wait up. Wait. Hey, Ron Day didn't say anything. Don't try to don't try to flip the script. Wait, everybody, in chat, everybody in the chat said I won the debate yesterday because I dogged you. I cooked you like a filet mignon. The thing that is, Ryan Day didn't say anything disrespectful about Coach at all. He didn't say one disrespectful comment. But continue. I don't want to go. I don't want to go backwards. Tell me your take on Joe Namath and what he just said. Um. It's hard. Look, <laughs> you talked about Ryan Day and Lou Holtz yesterday. I'm going to flip it and talk about Joe Namath today. He's not in the office. He's not in the building. But look, hey, we got to get right to – we got to come back to this. Jesse Morris is in the building. Dr. Jesse Morris. Doc, what's up, brother? I appreciate you joining Good, me. Doc. Good morning. How are we? Hey, I got a video for you right out the gate and as I know you're walking into work. And I want you to see this video, and ex I'm going to explain it. And I just want you to take what I did last night and kind of break it down to either, A, the casual fan or just the actual fan that don't understand about the quarterback position that I played actually for the Chiefs that I'm wearing their Queendom shirt right now. But here we go. Um, I'm going to okay. show you this video I made. All right, I'm going to demonstrate why Burrow's having a problem, all right? His right calf is what is injured. So when you're a quarterback and you're sitting in the pocket and you're like this and you're staggered with his right foot as he is, he gets the snap from the cue, from the center. Boom. His first step is to take a drop. If it's a five step, which is three steps in the shotgun, he will have to take three steps. For him to transition what we like to call sock the wall, he needs to plan on that back foot and get his power. So he gets his power driven from here, here. That's number one. Number two is if he were under center, which he's not because he can't push. So everything is in the gun. He can't transition in the pocket very well. So what he's doing is he's struggling in the pocket to either go from here, dead read to middle to here everything's transitioning off this right calf and he is struggling to boom 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 he can't do it so you're seeing a lot of this back foot because he can't drive off his back foot so you're seeing a lot of tenderness on that back right calf and he can't really get there and do what he has to do and be the joe burrow that we know so dr morse give us why that is Great job explaining. So unfortunately, Burrow strained or, or, or previously strained and, and re-aggravated last week, his right, probably mid-gastroc, if I were to guess. Uh, there's two gastroc, there's two calf uh, muscles, and there's two heads of the gastroc, which is the closest to the skin. So the medial head of the one closest to the other leg uh, has an area of, of, of weakness about halfway down, kind of in the midline. That's traditionally where it strains because it just doesn't have good blood supply in that little section. So when that re-aggravates, um, anytime you push off, it's going to feel painful. So he doesn't want to push off. So every time he puts his foot down and he, he can't push with that and fire that because it's going to hurt. So he's basically trained himself to kind of just relatively be flat-footed and try to do everything with his hips and everything with his shoulder. I wouldn't be surprised if his back's bothering him, if his shoulder's bothering him, because now he's got to compensate because he can't put any leg into it. Yes, he did a great job of not re-injuring that calf last night, which was a huge concern. But unfortunately, he didn't do a whole lot. He didn't look very good. You know, if he didn't target Chase 14, 50, whatever it was, I don't know. 
you know, the defense won that game. I mean, we, I, I watched it. It was a great game, but the defense won that game. If it wasn't the defense, there's no way they were winning that game. It wasn't for Joe, yeah. you know. And, yeah. and that's the problem is that when you start to see him pivot, he can't he can't push. You know, he was sailing balls. Like, you're like, what like, What happened here, Joe? Like, what happened? It's because he can't. And you're like, it's just, just a calf. It's, well, it's unfortunately a little bit more than that. You know, yeah, the good news right. is that he didn't have a setback per se. We'll see. I don't know if you guys saw there was a on he was on the bench. There was a yeah, little was device a, in his calf ice. or you know, pant leg, whatever you want to call it, that was likely to keep his leg warm to prevent it from getting cold and and really potentially, you know, tearing or further tearing when he was on the field. But you could see his calf is relatively skinny. Um and, 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 and it's smaller than it. I mean, he's got little legs as it is, but you know, smaller than his other leg. Is that so actually building up? Is that yeah. atrophy? But yeah, because he can't push it. So that's the hack. That's what problem. And, 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 and this is one of the things that Rogers is going to deal with because he can't push both legs. When you can't push your muscle, then it's like, well, you don't really need me. And it starts to atrophy. So now you have an imbalance of muscle size. The left calf is looking normal. And then your body starts to compensate other places, and now you start to get back soreness, shoulder. I, I mean, it's going to well, just yeah. take a lot of whack, right? Yeah, because he can't push off. So now he's got to kind of do the same energy, but now with just his shoulder or with his back or kind of throw it into his hips, almost like a golf swing. So now the problem is he you could see him sailing balls, throwing you like, where, where is he going? Like, where are these balls going? There was only a couple that were actually nice touch balls. And, and, and that's unfortunately because likely because of the cap and because he doesn't have any mobility. This is going to continue for probably the next three or four weeks. You got some pictures this Big Smitty found. Is this the area? That, that's the Achilles. So that's the Achilles. And that's what I was you know worried about. I'm like, this is why the Achilles tears because it has a very poor area of blood flow. That's what happened to Rogers. Um, thankfully, obviously, it didn't happen. And that was always a concern. And now there's not a direct correlation. But if you think about it, the, the gastroc is responsible for the majority of the energy. If that energy can't be housed in the gastroc, it's going to release there and it's going to go down the tendon. Well, if there's an area of weakness in the Achilles, that's where it's going to be. That's what would have happened. And then so, you posted this. You posted yeah, this. What, was it, what yeah. does this mean now? This is the same difference. This is just saying, you know, grade one is kind of a milder one. Grade twos are, are partial, which is pretty much end game anyway. And then three is, is a full thickness. Again, Achilles. I was just trying to get a vi show you guys a visual of where that watershed area is. And the previous picture was why, because you have blood flow coming on laterally, blood flow coming immediately, but there's a, an area that just doesn't get good blood flow. And that's why it doesn't heal. Now, if you look at the history Rogers had a calf strain about two to three weeks before the Achilles. Is there a connection? I, I don't know. I, I don't know if there's a direct connection, but based on mechanics and physics, you can see how there may be some correlation or maybe causation. But thankfully, we're not talking about that today. Uh, despite, you know, the O-line did a good job, unlike the other part where Stafford was on his back more than he was upright. Um, but thankfully, um, we are not talking about that. He's not out of the woods yet. He's still probably got another month before he's healthy, truly healthy. And, and the biggest concern was, should he go to IR or should he push through last night? And I, I guess they made the right decision. If you're um, the biggest we'll physician or team doctor, do you advise him to play or not play right now for a few weeks? 
well, here's the problem. It's not going to heal. It will heal, but it's only going to heal about 10% a week. Regardless. Got you. So, I mean, you got to give them what? A month? Six weeks? Yeah. But yeah. I guess you know, my question for you, doctor, can he heal without resting? Like, is it possible that he can heal even even while still playing? Yeah, he will. But, but you know, if uh, so I'm, a, I'm an injection specialist. I, I specialize in stem cells. So, I mean, I do a lot of stuff, other stuff, but that's my main focus. Right. If they haven't done this to his calf, I don't know why, but um, that is definitely something that needs to go in there because that's going to drive blood flow, drive growth factors, drive healing, and that will allow him to push through without having to stop or not take as much downtime. You know, so yes, he will heal. It's going to be at a slower rate because he's going to take one step forward and like a one and a half steps back or, you know, half a step back, something like that. So he's going forward to go backwards because every time he, um, every time he re-aggravates it, you you know, you're going backwards. Any other major injuries, doc, that you, uh, have before you get out of here? I know you're a busy, man. Um, what major injuries are affecting either a fantasy guys in the chat or, or, uh, that are listening or, or just injuries that we need to be worried about a couple uh, big updates. Uh, unfortunately, Mike Williams did tear his ACL. Yeah, uh, if you watch the up, video, man. if you watch the video, you can see where we call a pivot shift, uh, where you can see, you watch his leg, uh, his leg. And then all of a sudden you see it shift like the actual, like the separation between the two bones. And it's usually because when the ACL tears, everything sh shifts with it. When you see that, when you slow it down, when you see that, and I saw that, I was like, yeah, if he didn't tear it, I'd be astonished. Unfortunately, uh, another uh, big injury. This is He's been banged up, but he's been powering through, but unfortunately, he's not going to be able to. We've seen a tough time, guys, coming back from ACL, especially uh, running back, but wide receivers are, are close second. Uh, last year, Chris Godwin did really good, but he missed the first month, or basically. There are the other guys really struggled, so this is a tough injury to come back from. And then the other one that we got – really surprised with that Friday I was like or Saturday I was like what Nick Chubb actually suffered it well the initial thought is it wasn't as bad as we thought it was yes full thickness MCL tear which is the one that runs north to south on the inside which is to be expected you can't have your knee like that without that but it may only be a partial ACL tear and it and, and probably a little meniscus my suspicion is when they go in, they're going to see more just because sometimes the MRI is not perfect and it's usually a ton of swelling and you can't really appreciate what's what. They're probably going to find more, but this could have been a lot worse. So I think realistically, he's probably going to um, be back by 24, but he's probably going to have a, a Brees Hall-esque dip. Mm. Got you. That makes a lot of sense. And then, so we saw on Sunday, Derek Carr uh, went down. I think it was like an AC, mm. was the AC yep. joint sprain. Just for my own knowledge and people in the chat here, how long, what's, what's the recovery process like for an injury like that? Yeah, so that was actually a fascinating situation because initially they, when you, we saw him go down and he was writhing in pain. He's a tough dude. He's He hasn't really missed a whole lot of games in his whole career. So it could have been uh, a stinger. It could have been a dislocated shoulder. It could have been a clavicle fracture, or it could have been one of two things, AC sprain or SC, which is where the clavicle meets the sternum. All of those, will that can, can, can happen. When they said shoulder, you pretty much ruled out a sternum and you pretty much ruled out stinger. You could have had him, but it's less likely. Now, when they said he went to the ER, he went to the hospital, if you saw that, he went to the hospital, uh, that means, all right, why? So... They, they're going to check to see if he fractured his clavicle, but it wasn't obvious. If he punctured his lung, 
from a clavicle or from a, a rib, that can happen because uh, the rib stops uh, right about the, the, the ribs are about here and the lungs like right beneath it, beneath it. So it's not there's not a whole lot of separation. Wow, okay. And then the other thing is you can have a dislocated shoulder that pops out and you can't get it back in. So that could have been a possibility. Remember, this is his throwing shoulder. This is a big deal. Thankfully, yeah, he suffered the, you know, the least concerning of all of those, which is an AC sprain, which is where the collarbone meets the tip of the shoulder. There's about four or five ligaments in there, and they have a tendency to get a little beat up and bruised and, 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 and weak. They go by what we call types. So it's one, two, three, four, five, six. Four through six, uh, they're bad, bad. They're OR immediately. They're, they're, the, the collarbone's behind and underneath and fractured. It's all gnarly. So it's unlikely to be that because they said it's not going to be that long. So type ones are very common, two weeks or so. Uh, type twos are a little bit more, maybe three, four weeks. And then type threes are rough for, for a quarterback on the throwing shoulder. I think realistically, he's probably got either a type one or type two. Um, and the only thing that's going to keep him back is, uh, is, is pain but he needs to be able to throw 30, 40 times. So I think that's why he's going to be out week four and probably week five. I think week six is, is likely. Hey, Doc, before you get out of here, are you abreast of, of the David Bakhtiari injury that he's, it seems forever and it's ongoing? Do you know anything about him and why it's taking forever, or is he just damaged goods? I, I don't know specifics. I, I know it's a knee, or he's had it. I know, I know the majority of his issues were knee. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a bad cartilage injury, which is leading to arthritis, which is leading to recurrent swelling. Uh, those can be – these guys – so here's a nice tip for you or, or a thing that can come to mind. For every additional pound on the abdomen of weight, it's four pounds on the knee. Hmm. So if you're 25 pounds overweight, and all these guys are, that's 100 more pounds on the knee. Now if you add 100 pounds, that's standing up. That's normal. Yeah, squatting man. or getting in a crouch there's a seven inc seven times increase in the pressure of the knee predominantly on the meniscus yeah so you're adding you know you're adding 1500 2000 more pounds of force and you're expecting him to move and be agile with someone across from him 30 20 30 40 times a game and then you know and, and the problem is this is this is hard this is very difficult and stressful if all the ligaments and tendons and the cartilage is not healthy and with the amount of injuries and, and wear and tear he's had it, it's it's he probably just can't bounce back and he's not a spring chicken anymore that plays a role in it too so it kind of like you know adrian P or uh todd Gurley, where he just couldn't bounce back fast enough you know it, it, within four or five days to be able to do the same thing over again you know but when you've had as much wear and tear and trauma as bakhtiari's had my suspicion is he just can't get the swelling and pain and inflammation down and also be able to move as quickly as you would like him to move for him to not give up, you know, pressure and, and, and basically be, you know, a statue. Wow. Hey doc, I know you're leaving, uh, as a Ram fan, anything on Cooper cup. I mean, is it's he been done? weird how quiet it's been. I know. Right. I know. Right. Like, um, so I'm going to leave you with a couple thoughts because, uh, this has been kind of lingering in the back of my head. First of all, restraining a hamstring after a month is not super common. It can happen. It's just not super common, especially when you're being logical about it. So what are we missing here? Why did they put them on IR immediately? Do they know? Obviously, they know more than we do because they're on the inside. But what are they not telling us? That's the question. They went to a specialist in Minnesota 
When I hear Minnesota, I think Mayo. I think when I hear Mayo, because remember, the, the Rams have the, one of the top medical staffs. That's where Rodgers just did hit his Achilles, El Trash. They don't need to go to outside sources unless there's something random. In, in medicine, there's a phrase. In a, when looking at a field full of horses, don't look for the zebra. Mm. Mm. Cooper mm. Cup might have a zebra. Ooh. Really? You got stripes. I mean, I can't explain it any other way because why are we not hearing about him practicing? Oh, he looks good. He's ready to go. Like nothing. Like, you know, like you'd want to see him. And and after a month from a quote unquote grade one hamstring, why? Why is why was this? Oh, we're going to IR. Really? Yeah. yeah. From like a grade one reaggravation. So that's why I'm like, we're we're not hearing something. Does he have a deficiency where he doesn't heal? as well anymore as he used to. I don't know. I have no idea. Is, is the nerve being pinched? Is there a rotation of the hips? Like there's a lot of moving parts, but I want to hear some positive news before I assume he's coming back in week five. Mm. So, Man. Hey, I wouldn't pick him up it, for fancy owners. It sounds like we, we probably shouldn't pick him up right now for our squads, doc. <laughs> Be careful with trading for him. I have him on one bench because I'm stuck with, you know, IR because I'm stuck with him. But yeah, but until we hear good news, I, I don't know what to do. Yeah, hey, tough. Doc, I appreciate you as always, man. Be safe out there. I'll see you next week. Take care, guys. Peace. Morris. Um, Doc Talk Tuesday, JB. Hey, he came in there with the stats. The He said for every pound that you're overweight, he said that's four, is that four pounds of weight on your knee? Yeah, and then it's seven pounds if you're a hundred. So just imagine if you're a hundred pounds of weight. That's why I tore both my meniscus. It makes 100% sense now. All the damn weight I had on my knees. <laughs> That's he crazy, He said four pounds for every 25 overweight. No, nah, he said, I, th- I thought he said four pounds for 25. 25. Ah. He said four pounds for every every pound overweight. I don't think so. That'd be fucking 100,000 pounds. <laughs> I don't know. I th- you, you might be wrong, JB. I, I got to check it out. I got to ask him. I'm gonna text him. We, we uh, might we might both be wrong. <laughs> Man. Yeah, see, it's four, I think he's four pounds for every 25 because he said a hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah. Would be do. just imagine if you're a hundred pounds overweight. Yeah. And then and then he said when you squat down, it's seven pounds, which would be two thousand pounds of force when you're a guy that's three thirty or something. Just think about it. If you're bending down into a you know into your position, right. Bad. Um, that's crazy, man. That's a good. That's a good shit. That's some good shit, Doctor Jesse Morris. Always uh, bringing the heat on this uh, Doc Talk Tuesday. Um, yes, sir. Right, yes, sir. We got Joe Namath on there. You saw my. You saw my my breakdown. Your breakdown. Hey, was elite. You know what I mean? He gave us some actual, and I didn't know you still had that that three step, that five step in your game. It looked good, JB. Why Burrow's having a problem. Look at that. I should I should be a goddamn like. Should I be a doctor? You might have, <laughs> hey, doc, hey, Dr. JB? I don't know. Dr. Chef JB? <laughs> but all short, fat, skinny, and tall. <laughs> the Chiefs Queendom wouldn't like that, JB. They would not like that, man. But hold on real quick. Before we, we dive into Monday night's games. Um, we were doing, we were talking about Joe Namath. Yeah. We were talking about Joe Namath and then we had to pivot and go away because obviously Doc j- jumped in. 
But I want to hear your take on the Joe Namath comments about the Jets and, and, and Zach Wilson. All right, so here it is. Yesterday we were talking about, you know, the old and the young, and you're talking about <clears> – <throat> I told you about the Ryan Day, Lou Holtz thing. You talked about uh, – and now today we're talking about an older guy and Joe Namath talking about a younger guy. And now I'm going to flip my defense from yesterday and – kind of go on the other side joe namath don't know what's going on in that locker room as far as the staff goes as far as the coaching staff with robert sala and his staff um he has no clue so all he can do is assume because i really seriously doubt that joe namath is in every coaching meeting in, in in the facility okay i know he rocks the jets uh gear and i know he's a legend there but look He's, he's not involved in the day-to-day. He doesn't know what the locker room uh, intricacies are. He doesn't understand if it's a tightly knitted bond or not. So I don't agree necessarily with him as far as this clean house. But um, right. but definitely <clears throat> Wilson, the Mormon MILF hunter, who I've been – who I thought was going to be way better. Me too. Uh, I think he's kind of getting – here's the two things as a quarterback guy. There's two things going on here with him, and I, I just know what's going on with him. Number one is he was not – he was in such a lax mode knowing that he was going to back up Aaron Rodgers this year, get to basically chill, learn, and, you know, take all this in. That's why he looked so good in preseason. He knew it wasn't his shit to right or wrong. He knew he wasn't going to play. Preseason, he looked great. Everybody was like, oh, shit. And that's why I was like, I think this is the guy for the next couple of years when he get when, you know, when, when Rodgers is gone. But he's been thrown into the fire. And now his mindset, his mental capacity, it was not ready to take on that burden in the dramatic affairs that occurred when Aaron Rodgers got hurt. So he wasn't ready mentally, and he's not mentally that guy. That was clear as day. He's a talented dude as far as throwing it, running it. He's a talented guy. I mean, everybody will tell you. My buddy, my good friend Kalani coached him at BYU, so I know he's a talented dude. The issue is he's not mentally there. And listen, we can say all we want. They are excuses. And there is no excuses in this business. It's results-oriented business. It is what it is. You shit or you get off the pot. So there's no excuses. He is what he is right now. And I, that team is struggling with him, and they have to make a move. And I think we made a decision. We called it yesterday about them going after Kirk Cousins, and I think that actually broke after we said it on the show. Um, yeah. They got to go after somebody, dog. I don't know who. I posted an IG story yesterday. Uh, what about Teddy Bridgewater? I mean, at this point, it's really anybody. I mean, we're just naming everybody because it's like quarterback play is so bad right now. Just anybody who has just a little bit of just uh, Teddy's done great steel. In, in backup roles. Teddy's actually been very serviceable for a lot of teams. Yeah, I mean, people forget before the injury, Teddy was a Pro Bowl quarterback. Like Teddy's solid. Teddy's solid. I mean, I, I just mean, think. Literally anybody else <laughs> would be yeah. better than this. I'm not. I, I hate, I'm not trying to be mean to the cat. It just he's playing at a level that's at the bottom of the league. Him and Justin Fields, like those two cats, are playing the worst quarterback to me right now. And at least Justin Fields can run if, if, if shit hits hits the fan. 
this cat right here can't run. He can't throw. Now, he can't see, Wilson read. can run. That's the problem. He can run. He's athletic as hell. He just, I don't know why he's not. I mean, he can run, but he can't run. I mean, he ain't. He it's almost to, like, like Aaron Rodgers can run. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Like, he's athletic. I'm just yeah. saying, like, that running's not going to do too much. Like, he's not, he ain't Justin Fields athletic is what I'm trying to say. So, uh, I just yeah. don't, I just don't know. I don't know. Yeah. He's not, uh. He's not Justin Fields athletic, but he could do enough to get ad lib and get out the pocket. He's not, he's no, he's no worse than any other. He's he's more athletic than probably 75% of the quarterbacks right. in the league. No, I got you. So I he's got not you. just sitting back, he's not a sitting duck. He just got to make some moves with his feet to make extend plays right now because his old line's getting murked. So yeah, he's they got a lot of issues over there, dog. From from being a Super Bowl contending team to absolutely probably not even going to the playoffs is just fucked up, man. Yeah, and it's all for one player. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like literally, one player changed hey, everything. You know how it is, dog. It's a shot in the arm. Like it's it's a really it's like that sucker. You know, you got the wind knocked out of you, and you can't recover. Um, that's what happened with uh, Aaron Rodgers. I'm just telling you. Nah, for sure, man. For sure, man. But let's dive into some Monday night. Why is it Carson Wentz hasn't been scooped? Um. There's a lot. There's some guys out there that I'm wondering what's going on. Like, why haven't I mean, you? People probably already. I mean, they've seen. They've kind of seen what what they need to see from Carson Wentz. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm not saying like he's out the league forever. I'm not saying anything like that. But it's like Winston. Winston got chance after chance after chance, and he just keeps blowing them. So I was like, all right. I think at this point he just he's a backup, and maybe Carson Wentz doesn't want to be a backup right now. Maybe maybe. His team is telling him that he still has a chance to start. So maybe they they have him sitting out waiting for a starter to get hurt. Or, or I don't know, maybe the right situation to where he can actually have a chance to go in and, and really play. But, I mean, the Colts gave, gave him a chance, and it didn't work. Washington gave him a chance. It didn't work. I mean, obviously, he started with Philly. He had that one good year before he got injured. And since then, it's just been a downward spiral. So, I mean, I'm sure somebody picked him up at some point. He still has a, a lot of talent and he has experience, but um, I think teams are like they're not in any rush at all to just pick up a cat that's not gonna win no games for you. So I don't know, JB. Yeah, tough I don't to know. see. It is tough to see. But like I said, man, let's dive into some Monday night uh, football. We had two games yesterday: um, Eagles and Bucks. What, what, what was one of them that that we watched last night and uh Eagles won the game pretty comfortably from a scoreboard situation but I don't know JB to me the Eagles just don't look the same they, they they're missing something something is off right now when I compare them from this season to last season I'm going to be honest with you right now I again preseason I had them going to the Super Bowl and I'm going to stick with it it's still early in the season but they're not looking like true Super Bowl contenders in my opinion right now it just like the offense is shaky. Jalen Hurts seems to be shaky. And I know you called this before the season um, started, JB. Uh, you called it like a quote-unquote sophomore slump. Obviously, it's not his second year in the league, but kind of second year really being on the map as a full-time starter and being the guy. And uh, right now, he's starting to – he's looking like he's in somewhat of a slump. You know, he seems to be a little frustrated. You're seeing situations with him and A.J. Brown, who's supposed to be like, like, his, like his guy – you know, arguing on the sidelines and stuff like that. And um, it's just it's just weird. I mean, the, the, the thing that has been working offensively for them is the run game. Their O-line was incredible last night. They're creating holes that even myself or JB probably could have ran through. And Swift, 
That's why I'm not worried. That's the reason why you just said. Mm. Because O-line, the O-line is 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 a, it, O-line and D-line travel everywhere. Yeah. They travel everywhere. So they got a guy in Swift where I don't even know if he's making a million dollars. Is has what three 100 yard games? <laughs> what do you have? 160 last week? Fucking what do you have last night? It's Minnesota was like one something. And yeah, like he had two back to back 100 plus yard all purpose yard game. So he's balling out right now. So their O line is is one of the best in football. And here's the thing. I said it last night. Jeff Nadu got mad, called me. <laughs> uh Jeff's gonna come on Wednesdays and Fridays from now on, Big Smitty. He's gonna come on and talk betting. So he could bet on we could talk Thursday night betting and we could talk Saturday and Sunday twice. But he's like, no, nah, there ain't no problem with, with AJ Brown and Hurts. I beg to differ. I've been doing this a long time. Allen, please tell these guys there's a problem. Now they're best friends off the field. Yeah, okay. So they became best friends off the field overnight. Guess what? He was best friends with the quarterback, Tannehill, too. Nah, they they were never that close like that. Man, I'm telling you, he did the same thing in Tennessee, Big Smitty. Don't keep – stop defending these motherfuckers. He did the same thing in Tennessee. He's a bitch about to get in the ball and not get in the ball. Last night he would look – I mean – if you don't know of a more disconnected dude, then you ain't been playing football long enough to me. If somebody says he's not disconnected, something something's definitely wrong with your optics because not just the drop touchdowns, Big Smitty. I'm not tripping. He had nine for, what, 140. But that was like nine for 140, like, here, I got the ball. Like, his body language is horrible. They are not on the same page. He does not feel like it does not look like he's wanting to be out there. You can see Hurts' mannerisms. Like Hurts wants to tell him something, but he's not because he's now being like the smart ass. Like you can see it. Like I've been doing this too long, Smitty. Hurts is like, uh, you dropped that motherfucker, but you want to talk shit? Like that is what it happened last night. I'm just telling you, dog. It's in my gut. Don't be shocked the motherfucker asked for a trade before the season's over. I'm just telling you right now. That's definitely not gonna happen. They not asking no damn trade. I mean, he's like, seats down, everybody. Make I will sure bet you any money in the universe that he will not ask for no trade this season. Any money right. in the universe. Right. One, it ain't that bad. You, you get nine catches for 140 yards. That's one of the best performances of the weekend at the wide receiver position. It's top 10. He you had a hell of a game. Number one. Oh, so number, number, two, oh. number two, number oh. two, you're Maybe playing with one of the best. Drop the two touchdowns. Fuck it, huh? No, nah, you can't drop it. I'm saying you drop, but you dropped it. So why would I request a trade? Because I dropped. I'm dropping passes. That makes no sense. Number one, you don't want to be there. That's what I'm telling you. Nah, that's cat. That's cat. I, I I don't believe that. Now you ask me at the end of the season, who, who knows? But ain't no way in hell he's on a he's on a team. Although I said they don't look like Super Bowl contenders right now, in my opinion, that still is a Super Bowl contender with the Eagles. They're still one of the top teams in the league. They're undefeated. So I mean, no matter how they're looking in wins. They're still winning, and the most important thing to do is get the W. I don't see him requesting a trade in the season. If you're right, I, I'll eat crow. I'll come on here. I'll pour some boiling water on my top of my head, eat a pepper. I, I, I do all type of shit because I just don't see, see it happening. But nevertheless, regardless of that, I do think that overall the offense, and it starts with Jalen Hurts, does not look like this is true Super Bowl contender. Look at Blake. Uh-oh. That's what I got on, Blake. You need to put one on too with your skinny old weirdo shape ass. 
Blake swole with it though. Why you playing? Y'all ain't Blake. Blake Dana ain't there. Swole. I don't know about that. I didn't mean to cut you off, Smitty, but I hear you. They're undefeated. Bottom line, I told you, winning heals all wounds. Yeah. So if winning heals all wounds, you're not gonna you're not gonna see the worst of it yet. Wait till they hit some adversity like Dallas is right now. Let's see what happens in Dallas. Where Eddie Manyweather been? Funny, I haven't seen him all week. I haven't seen him all week either. <laughs> it's crazy how cats are so. <laughs> This shit is crazy, dog. I, I don't even want to get into that. But it's funny how funny style cats is, boy. I thought Eddie was from the hood. We don't we don't like funny style cats in the hood. Nah, man. I hey people in the chat today was asking for him and calling him out, but we we have not seen him. So I'm sure he'll be back whenever the Cowboys win their next game. But anyway, man, uh we had, it was a double header last night, which I don't like. I don't know why they do these double headers on Monday when they overlap each other. But anyway, the Rams played the Bengals, Bengals poured out. A close one late. Uh, we had Doc on, obviously, not too long ago. And Joe Burrow, again, not looking like himself. He did have a pretty good third, I want to say, like, second half, third quarter. Uh, Chase, you know, he went off, had a hell of a game stats-wise. And they did enough. They made enough plays to win the game and got their first W of the, the year. After the game, you know, Joe Burrow said, you know, as long as there's, there's no setbacks, you know, a couple more weeks, I think he feels like he'll be, you know, close to being back to normal. So, Guess my question for you though, JB, is just considering and understanding what the injury is with Joe Burrow, knowing his calf. You know, we saw your breakdown from being a former quarterback yourself and understanding what he's going through. Do you think we'll ever see the real Joe Burrow this season, or are you concerned that this is going to linger all year long and it's going to cause issues for, for the Bengals? Yeah, I don't know, man. He doesn't look the same at all. And I'm telling you, he's really ginger and he's gingerly on that leg. And he really, really is complacent. Like he's actually back there when he used to be the guy with big balls in the pocket, poised, not worried about around what's around his feet. He's worried about what's around his feet right now. And that is a that is a hard thing to watch as a quarterback guy, because that is the number one thing that is going to make a guy that's not as athletic as some of these other guys uh, get over the hump. His pocket presence, his poise in the pocket, his delivery of the football, the, the, going the right place. Right now, he's not comfortable fitting in a ball in a tight window because he can't drive off the back foot like I showed on my demonstration. He can't right. drive, and you can clearly see it. And that's why a lot of balls are sailing on him. Um, you see a lot of deep outcuts. He can't get nothing on it because if you're if you're throwing a deep outcut, Smitty, from here to there. You have to plant off that back foot and drive it, and he can't do it. He can't drive off the back foot. And as I demonstrated so eloquently, um, he can't drive off the back foot eloquently. He can't drive off the back foot, and it's like it's str he's struggling, dog. And I'm I'm like, damn, I, I don't know what you do. They were 0-3, so I, I know they wanted that win. Um, or 0-2, right? Yeah, 0-2, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he didn't want to go on 3 but yeah. I'm like, I'm like, if Sean McVay runs the fucking football, they went, the Rams dominate the game. I don't understand what he did last night. I have no idea why they didn't run the football. Um, but they're struggling. The Bengals are going to struggle. Injuries are part of the game. It is what it is. Uh, Burrow's not Burrow right now, and it's clear and evident. Doc's pointing it out. I'm pointing it out. I think other people are pointing it out that it's evident that he's not the same guy and it is what it is. There's no excuses in this business. 
They have yeah. to uh, show up and figure it out. And I don't Especially know if you play, you put out bad tape, bad film, that's on you. We don't care if you heard it, whatever the excuse is. It could be a valid excuse. At the end yeah. of the day, man, it's like, what did you do? And, and yeah, you, you I don't play know. well, you didn't. So I don't know. I think they, they might not make the playoffs, man. It sounds crazy. I know it sounds like a hot take, but I'm just saying, like, I don't know. The Browns, we can say what we want to say about the Browns, but they did look better this or Deshaun specifically looked better this Sunday. I think they got one of the best defenses in the league, uh, especially up front where Miles Garrett is a monster. He had, what, three and a half sacks? I don't know if you saw that clip, JB, where uh, who the Browns play? Like, whoever they play, they got to live game because wherever Miles Garrett went and traveled, they brought two guys over, like a tight end, like a wing, a, a running back, whatever, to chip them. So Miles Garrett knew that. He literally, before the snap, just kept jogging back and forth from the right side to the left side, and those guys just kept traveling with them and ended up getting a delayed game. Or, or fall, yeah, you delayed game because they kept – so it's just like he's so good, and, and, and that just one piece, of, obviously, of, of the entire puzzle. I think that defensively, um, and if Deshaun can continue to improve, I can could, I could see the Browns, you know, at, at bare minimum, getting a second spot in the AFC North. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, perfect stat, perfect segue. Browns defense in week three. 26 rushing yards allowed. 4.6 passing yards per attempt, five first downs, zero touchdowns. Like that's when you talk about a dominant performance, this is the definition. This is the book. And look at this man, Miles Garrett, man. Look, look at this cat. He looks, looks like a damn superhero. Look at his arm. This guy is crazy. He's one of the best pass rushers in the game. You know me. I'm a D lineman at heart. I love watching great D line play. This guy is literally unblockable. When you have a guy down your defense and you have a, a quarterback again, we can say we want about Deshaun, but he's. He's at least solid. He's at least middle of the pack. He's he's decent. And if he can improve, I can see the Browns, you know, being a second-place team in the AFC North. I can see the Ravens win the AFC North, which would mean the Bengals would probably miss the playoffs because it's very unlikely a three-team from AFC North would be making the playoffs. It, it won't happen. So we'll see, man. It's still it's so early, JB. Right now we're just making predictions. We're guessing. All this shit can change in three weeks. Burrow could get real healthy in, like, a week and then start looking like old Burrow. Injuries could change things. Deshaun might, you know, go shit to bed. Like, who knows? So, it's early. Opinions change. But with the current information that we have right now, that's just what I'm saying. Shout out to Roy for becoming a member, man. Our homie Roy. Roy here just became a member, man. My boy Roy. What up? Big Roy in the So, let's talk about something real quick uh, about Lamar Jackson. Let's do it. So, Lamar Jackson, everybody, all these guys that say I'm a hater and all this, they are all in my neck about – he was going to be better now because they got wide receivers and they have an offensive coordinator who throws the ball through three games. By the way, do you know what his stats are? What? No, what are they? They're twice as bad as they were last year. <laughs> is that so, a fact, or are, is that a fact, or are you just saying that? No, it's a fact. I'll pull it up. Pull it up. You know what I mean? I, mean, I already I, looked it up, so I already know. I got to um, see facts because I don't. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't, I don't play around with the with well, the it. Pull up on the. Uh, <laughs> I can't pull up the graph. I don't have a graphic made. No, nah, it's but, all good. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about yeah. it. I, I, um, I'm, I'm, I'm picking with you. All I know is the Ravens are two and one. Um, the first he has, couple. Yeah, 600 yards and two touchdowns, a 57 QBR. Okay, right now. That's right. what he has. 600 yards in three games. So, you know, that's right at 200 yards a game. Yep. All right. So what happened to this great passing offense that was supposed to make him this elite passer that y'all claim he was? 
I, I'm trying to figure it out. Doesn't he have OBJ and all these guys, and, and that's all he was missing? He actually, he actually doesn't have all those guys because the, the if you looked at the game, the Ravens had a shit ton of injuries last week. A shit ton. Uh, so OBJ's oh, not on the field. Okay. No, Rashad, okay I think Rashad Bateman didn't play. His, it's okay for him to be starting injured, center. No, I'm, no, it, it, you still uh, got to perform. I'm just giving you more information so you can understand. You asked me a question. You said, "Don't he have, does he have OBJ? He does not have OBJ. Does he have Bateman? He does not have Bateman. Do he have a starting center? He's not a starting center. I'm not yeah. even excuse. I'm just giving you more Everybody's information. That's what I'm doing. Right Everybody's injured. I'm just giving, mean, I'm giving you more information. You ask the question, JB. <laughs> he does not have the weapons that we thought he was gonna have because they're hurt. <laughs> We don't have Cooper Cup and Stafford. What is he talking about? Stafford? Yeah, and, and yeah. That, again, when I mean, when that man's still giving you information. That's a fact. <laughs> hey, Stafford looks pretty good still. I don't know. He looked good last night. Hey, hey, by the way. Through a horrible pick. Through a horrible pick. You look at and be like, damn, Lamar made this dude look good. Guess what? Matthew Stafford just made three white boys look fucking all pro. We ain't talking about that shit. Bro, Matthew oh, Stafford is proven. What are you talking about? Matthew Stafford's know? a fringe Hall of Famer. Like we like. What yeah. <laughs> two things. Two things can be you. true. No, that's not my point. My point is, great quarterbacks make average wideouts great. They make them get big bags of money. Lamar hasn't done that shit ever. Not one time. But y'all keep saying he's great. Show me he where he's great. great at, homie. He's a great football player. He's great at. Show he's me. A great foot. He's a great football player. He wins. Games. He's great he at winning. Football, he's great at winning. He's a great football player. He's great at winning. He does you know, it his way. He doesn't do it traditional, and that bothers you. And that's okay. At the end of the day, he wins the game. That's all that matters. The man goes out there, throw. The man goes out there, throw, threw for two hundred yards last week, and then ran for over hundred. Ran for two touchdowns. 300 yards total in terms Hold of on. offense that he brought to the game. But you don't like that. You don't like that. You, you don't care about the 350 yards total of offense. You want to do 350 yards strictly in the air. I, I, like for me, that's what me and you differ. We'll never agree on that. I'm looking at the totality of the game. What did you bring to the game on Sunday? What did hey, you bring? Were you you brought 350 yards hey, and were you touchdowns. Bro. What are we doing? I didn't know if I could talk about traditional. Hey, Allen, were you traditional? Hey, was JB traditional? Was all the fucking quarterbacks I coach traditional? Oh, but I don't know what I'm talking about. Motherfuckers, you guys be killing me with this traditional shit. You act like I don't know the fucking position, homie, and what it takes to win in the NFL. You don't like it, though, at the NFL level. You don't like it. I didn't say you don't know it, but you clearly don't like it. Because if the guy brought 300-plus yards of total offense, and two touchdowns. It don't matter. That's not a bad you game. It's not like common sense. Game, bad game. Hold on. You live on this hill, Smitty. You say all the time, two things can be true, correct? Yes. All right. So can I not say he can? he's a winner in the regular season, but not a winning NFL quarterback? Isn't that two things can be true? Because he's winning regular season games all the time. He wins. He wins. He wins regular season games, Big Smitty. He dominates the Bengals. What does he win? What does he do to get his team better, make wideouts better so they can win in the playoffs? There is two things that could be true. He's a regular season winner. Great. Kudos. He's better than most. But he can't win the game. Like, well, we, I'm not going to say he can't. We haven't over. seen it yet. I ain't going to say he can't. We haven't seen it yet. Clear. Is he great or is he just a good quarterback because he's a freak of nature that can't get over the hump? Because once you make him a pocket pass passer, he struggles. Like he has really not got over the hump yet. All I know is Peyton Manning didn't get over the hump for seven years as well. 
And we, I mean, at, at that time, I'm sure it was the same conversation. It was like, damn, bro, you win no. rushes and games, but you but you can't win the big game. And then he finally did it. So you're all right. I know you're is, right. I mean, you're right. Until he does it, until he does it, we can say that this will be the the argument for all the naysayers. Until he actually goes out there and goes to Super Bowl and gets the ring, this will always be the argument. He wins regular season games, doesn't win the big game. Wins regular season games, doesn't win the big game. So Lamar Jackson, if you're watching this show right now and tuning in, please go out there and get your Super Bowl ring so you can shut everybody up. Because that's the only thing. Listen, the MVP don't matter. Winning, being the second most winningest quarterback in the league since you joined the league, that don't matter, I guess. The numbers don't matter. Like nothing hey, else you do matter. You have to win Super Bowl. If you don't win Super Bowl, you're you're just a, you're not a good quarterback. So you how long? How long? Are, how many? How long are you going to keep bringing up this MVP that happened five years ago? Because I'm just trying to figure out when are we going to be like when when, when MVP like, like does it go away? Is the is the trophy sure the ring? Is the trophy night in the back back of the house still? Do it go away? The MVP dog. Hold on, Big Smitty. Here we go. Hey, What's up, Big Matt? Right here. You see that shirt? The Dungeon Family. He's Kingdom. <laughs> I'm getting you this shirt. Hey, Matt. Hey, Matt, looking big today, boy. Are you been in that weight room? You looking good, boy. Looking solid. What you been doing? I, I live in a gym, dog. I can't help it if I look good. I look Man. swole too, by the way, with this queen. Nah, you, I, Jay, I like you. You do not look swole right now, JB. Bird. T-shirt right here is hard too, so you can get this on the Shopify Six Zero app. Just go in there, get yourself some swag, look good, look like me. Matt, what you, Matt, what you bitching right now? Talk to me, talk to me. Um, I I mean, I think I could easily hit like four twenty, probably. <laughs> JV, you don't know what you don't know what that pressure like four twenty. You ain't never had that on your chest before. I bench three sixty five as a quarterback. Stop it. You, you you better go watch Netflix. Did you, you see the whole put your back up and you was certainly had one side up and you was shaking and fucking you had a spider with two fingers on that motherfucker. You was struggling, boy, to get it up. I bet you, I bet you, I bet you couldn't hit 365 ever. <laughs> 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 well, I do I do FTS though, so I don't do straight bar. I don't know why any lineman would ever do straight bar. I do everything on the, the vertical bars. Yeah, thumbs are up because that's how you punch. And I just that's just the way I like to do things. So I like it here, like because this is also something. And if you don't know what that is, then you aren't very experienced. So I like my thumbs up in situations. Thumbs up. So I you eat pie and the crust. Yes, I don't even know what you said, but the answer is yes. (laughs) You eat the pie and the crust. Yes. The answer is yes. Hey, so I, I, went, saw, I went and saw Sleep Token last night, and it fucking rocked, dude. I can't hear what is it. To speak up. What Sleep, is it? It's just a metal band that is really good. So, oh, it was. I thought it was a new movie or something. I can't go to a movie, big, uh, big Smitty Matt. I can't go to a movie theater. I've heard horror yeah, stories. My buddy said he almost pulled out a strap and shot everybody in the place. Um, what? So because. You go there with your girl or your wife or whatever, and you got these fucking TikToking shitbirds in there who won't shut up. And now you have an absolute disrespectful bunch of group young guys. Remember, like the Ryan Day conversation, Smitty? You got a bunch of young, disrespectful fucks who won't shut up in the movie theater now, and nobody will tell them to shut up. And now you're about to get into a fight. So either the the the, the, the person that's there for the movie walks out, or you pull out a strap. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. So You're definitely that's what's going on right now in America, <laughs> to the young generation that you love so much. 
I love the I love the young generation too, man. They're my people. They were all up at five a.m. this morning grinding. So yeah. if you go out and have a good time, you got to get up at the ass crack of dawn and go earn it. That's the way this works. I've been up since four. I got my lift. Feel good. Look good. Smell good. Doing good. Play good. So play up? good. Hey, Big Derek, time. hey, Derek, are these going to be on CoachABStore.com, Derek? Because people are hitting me up on Twitter already. They want this shit. We better get it on the stores, uh, Eric, with the rinse now, today. Hey, Silver, 25 a shirt. I need I need 25% profit every sale. Hey, and I got a question. Does anybody even know where this is from? Dungeon Family? Yeah, like, can you either of you answer it? Anybody in the in the chat, do you know where this, like, where I came up with this? Dungeon family from the my show, my favorite yeah. show. Not is that from my show? What not huh? from your show? No, 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 no. no. My show that I liked growing up. What? Well, what show was that? Show? What with Frankenstein? Oh no, it has not. <laughs> I, no. JB, I was thinking that. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was thinking that at Ball State. We had an area that was like down there underneath the ground where we'd be in there working that was called the dungeon. So I'm trying to think of like the correlation. It was something well, it's, it's like tires I, and shit. I started my gym in a in a like a basement, so we called it the dungeon. But this that's not where I got this. This is if you know what this is, you know what it is. And I, I'm eager to see if anybody does. So let us know in the about? chat, y'all if y'all know. What are we talking about? Hey, Matt, it has to be something that someone fucking actually knows, though. If it's just your own thing, nobody's going to know it. No, no. Somebody's saying the Hart family. This is not just my own thing. I totally stole this. And it's one of the coolest coolest fucking, like, groups of people in the history of groups of people. And if y'all don't know, then you need to get up on your motherfucking game. What are we talking about today, dog? I'm seeing, I'm seeing Goody Mob, and I'm seeing the Whoa, family. There he is. Now keep going, keep going with that. Goody, I'm, I'm, I'm reading the chat right now. Goody Mob, I'm seeing Outcast. I'm seeing. Outcast. Uh, thank you, Goody Mob, Black Eyes. Thank you, thank you, Cat. I always can rely on y'all. Thank you, y'all. <laughs> hey, that is a real thanks, Mitty. The chat. What? You ask the chat anything, the motherfucker's gonna find it and give it to you like quick. Like quick though, don't they quick? It's unbelievable. Hey chat, what's 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 a hundred times a hundred minus twenty plus four? Tell me, tell me quick, 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 quick. Anyway, hey man, big time. We had Monday night football yesterday, man. Did you watch the games or no? Talk to me, Matt. Yeah, I, I watched them on my phone while I was at a metal concert. But look, man, I look, I I was real hard on Sean Payton yesterday on the radio. People got angry. I wasn't happy with 70 points. I don't know how people can justify that. God forbid. There's your answer. God forbid somebody shows any emotion. Um, And so I'll try and do it like everybody wants me to do it. The NFL is an awful product right now. It's almost unwatchable. The personal fouls on the quarterback are worse than I've ever seen. I didn't think it'd get any worse, and now it's just gotten worse. Everything's a dirty hit. The defensive players are scared to play defense. The offensive players are so shitty that they don't even take advantage of the rules that are catered to help them score points. If you can run the football in this league, you are going to the playoffs, and coaches just don't get it, which I don't understand because everyone's a pass rusher. There's if no the Rams win the ball last night, they win the game. Exactly. They run the ball, they win 
easily because Cincinnati had to because Joe Burrow is out. So I'm just uh, the the league. I'm st- I, I still love football. Look, I'm not like hating on it or anything. I'm just it's it's not my era wasn't better. I don't I don't want to get in that conversation, but I'm just saying, man, it's. <sighs> The reason I love this game so much is because it's violent and not everybody can do it. And it, it takes a special kind of dude. You can't just be big. You have to have this and this connected. And it, it's the whole point of football is to turn guys into basketball players and baseball players and tennis players and shit. Like you can come out for football, but we're going to turn you into something else if you're not a real player. So that has now turned into a league of just guys who are super athletic, but I don't know how good of football players they are and pass rushers who can't play the run and run guys who can't transition the pass and offensive linemen that can only run block or offensive linemen that can only pass block. It's like tight ends that can only catch the ball or block. Like what, what in the hell happened to the complete football player? Where are they? Like, where are the tackling corners that can also – because this perception that, like, primetime couldn't tackle is bullshit. Your video video of number 21 laying down. How many videos of that have I I shown over the last few years? Bro, I'm telling you, the product is – it's almost so saturated and watered down that it's unwatchable. I was watching the game Sunday, and I was laughing hysterically – watching the Broncos just run around and get beat with the same play. Guys, they gave up 10 touchdowns in one game. And people are angry at the commentary, not the outcome. It should tell you all you need to know about fans. They think this is the like keeping up with the Kardashians. This is the National Football League. No one gives a shit if you don't if you're a fan and like your opinion is as inequential as your opinion is on The Bachelor. No one cares that knows what we're talking about. 10 touchdowns is not acceptable. The way the the Monday night games where they're overlapping an hour in between where you have to flip back and forth if you don't have 900 fucking TVs in your house. Like, that's not cool. The prime link is not cool. Like, it seems like the the league is just, it forgot that it's tax exempt. It doesn't take care of his ex-players. The players union is bullshit. The owner, the owners have a puppet in Roger Goodell who doesn't give a shit about anything but revenue. And that is the same way that like in the nineties, you heard the narrative that free agency is destroying the game, which I, I don't think that's true. I think it's free agency is a opportunity to get your team better. But if you don't build through the draft, you can't win in this league, in my opinion, because the, the, the free agency sweepstakes rarely, 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 if ever works. I've only seen it work with Tom Brady pretty much. So, and I'm sure there's other examples. Just relax. Uh, Matthew Stafford, he was traded though. So I'm I'm still going to watch, kind of. I'm just, I'm not giving it any, until I see effort and until I get like return on my investment for the cable bill and the prime bill and the fucking package for this game and the package for that game and this TV. this bullshit and that bullshit and then the the app I got to pay for on my phone to watch this game and all this other bullshit I'm just the the $99 for the NFL app just to watch the all 22 tape like, like I don't care I'll pay for it but 
it, it, like it's gotten to the point here where it's all just about the dollar and it's not about the product anymore because they know people are going to show up regardless. And that is apathy and apathy is going to le- lead to losing your base. And if you don't think this is true, how many ex players do you know, JB, that don't even want to watch and don't give a shit? Eric Weddle refuses to watch. One. I know Erlacher's pissed. Erlacher won't watch. You're pissed. Schmitty, you can't like the product. You can like some of the players, but you can't tell me the product's good. And let me ask you. There's a difference, people, between being entertained and having a good product. The Fast and the Furious is entertaining. It's still fucking trash. (laughs) Like, let's be real, dog. Like, a buddy comedy is entertaining, but it's an hour and a half of nonsense that you forget when you're done. Like, the NFL has become a gap. It's a gap stopper. It's something to put on TV and do something else while it's on instead of watching the game like you're supposed to watch and be, being like totally enthralled in it. It is so boring. There are so many penalties. The offensive players are catered to like they've never been catered to before, and they're worse than ever. And then there's we are sold this bag of goods that all these players are the best ever and this is the best era ever because that's the narrative they push and all these fucking idiots just believe it. And I don't understand it. So I just let me, wish let me, that, let me ask you guys something. We could just go back to the elite part of the NFL. That's all I'm saying. Let me ask you guys something, though. Like, if you had to put a finger on it. Now, look, I'm the old guy on the cloud and yelling at the clouds or whatever the yeah, fuck. Me too. I'm um, get off the lawn. Yeah, I don't care anymore either because there has to be some type of correlation from something. Whether we point it out or figure it out or not on this show between us and Steve and Weddle and T. Rich and Erlacher, that's to be determined. We may not never know. But, Smitty, I know and I debate this all the time, and I'm going to stand on this hill. And I'm not going to say it's 100% the reason, but it's, it bothers me as a former guy, as a player, as a coach that expected your full buy-in when football season starts until it ends, I have a problem with the fucking podcast literally right after this game ended. Like Micah Parsons has his beef with Josh Dobbs, and it's a fucking TikTok video now. And it's like even Travis Hunter playing on Twitch during their game against Oregon. I have a problem with it. Call me old if you want. I don't know how you can do that and fully I in. How can you do that, Vic Smitty? I know you're smirking at me, but I just want to know how are you really getting better at anything during your season? Can't you Those twitch? Things have nothing to do with each other, JB. Foot- football isn't twenty four seven. Like I'm not always watching film. I'm not always That's watching. I'm not always. That's what we're fucking shitty. JB, stop. So hold on. when you when you play ball, do not come on here and lie. You tell me twenty four fucking seven. It was yeah. just football. You didn't yeah. take no it time was. to fucking jack off, go eat a meal, watch TV, go do anything. It was just football 24-7. You didn't do nothing yeah. else. No, you, you didn't. Lying. You're lying. You're lying right now, JB. Especially at quarterback. Especially at quarterback. Man, you know why? Stop. You know why quarterback plays so fucking shitty-ass Kyler Murray, video gamer? Man, all, the, all these cats... Let's stay with Michael Parsons. You you call you you picked out Michael Parsons. He got a podcast. Is that shit? Is they really affecting his play? Is Michael Parsons not not the best or one of the top five best defensive players or best players in the league right now? Period. Sitting a fucking podcast, sitting in a chair like we're doing right now, is affecting his play on the field. 
He looks Stop shitty. Right and he's talking the- football. He's right, talking right. football. All right, hold on. Before Matt goes, let's let me break. Let me ask Matt this to your point. If you see if, if you see your player, Matt, you're the head coach of Dallas Cowboys, and you see Micah Parsons on Twitch, literally on the plane home, and you're like, "Fuck, you, I'd be watching film because you just got your fucking ass whooped on the double team." I would be kind of pissed as the coach. That's me, though. I'm an old school guy that demands greatness. I don't want mediocrity to be my new excellence. I want you to be like, hey, this is football season. It's three months of focus. You make a lot of money to focus for three months. I really don't want to see it. If you do it in your off time, cool. I just don't want to see it. I would rather know in my mind subconsciously that my guys are bought in and not worried about outside noise. But that's me. I'm the old guy. Fuck it. Piss on me. Go ahead. All right, so there's I have three different ways to look at this. Personally, amateur, college, player, NFL player. Okay. Personally. I I went to college in 2000. I graduated high school in 2000, went in 96, 2000, 2004, CU. Okay. I had a fucking pager and a flip phone. Like I didn't even get an iPhone until what, like 2009 or 10 when they came out. I don't even know. I didn't, have a, I didn't have social media until I got done playing in the NFL like three years afterwards. I didn't even know what it was, nor did I give a shit. Um, that said, I think that if I had this portal when I played, I, I was a very average player. That's why I'm a good coach. I'm not sitting here blowing smoke and shit, trying to like hype myself up. But my senior season, I had 60 tackles, 12 TFLs, and nine sacks at three technique. And I didn't even get invited to the combine because of the Katie Knight shit. None of us did. All, no one got drafted. They blackballed the team, essentially. We're a bunch of thugs, quote-unquote. It was all bullshit. I didn't even know the girl. None of the players on that team did. It happened way before we even got there. So that's the first thing. So if I had that portal and the ability that I have now with 174,000 TikTok followers and Instagram and Twitter blowing up and all this other shit, the ability to promote myself the way I can do it now, I figure I would have been a draft pick and I wouldn't have had to watch 27 guys go in front of me. And maybe I don't switch positions because I'm not undrafted. So that's number one. And every high school kid should be using this if you want to play. And if you're not, you're behind, period. Ignorance is a choice in the information age, and that's where we live. And that goes into the next one, college. If you're a college player, and you're not using this to promote yourself, uh, you don't want to play and you don't like money. And I don't give a shit what anybody says, including Coach or Schmitty. I don't care about either side of the argument. I know I'm right because it's what I do for a living at 6-0 Academy. And I'm telling you, every, every guy that comes in there and just commits and works hard and then does their part on social media instead of just texting their fucking girlfriend – you know, the, the biggest red flag for me is if I go on a high school kid's profile and their girlfriend is on their profile, I will not sign the kid up. If the kid, if the parents walk in and they're like, he's the hardest worker and the coaches love him and oh my God, he's the best player, red flag, red flag, red flag. Why do you need to tell me that shit? I can figure that out. If he's really a dog, no one needs to tell me. I'll figure it out. And the more you can try and convince me, the less you sell me. So it gives me an opportunity to just watch the film instead of having to dig for it. And it gives kids the opportunity to have a platform they wouldn't get. So that in college, if you're not using it, you're dumb. And I, look, Travis Hunter probably shouldn't be on Twitch during a game, but it was halftime and he's got a lacerated liver 
He's not there. Who gives a shit? Now, now, the NFL part of this. As a player in the league, I would probably hire someone during the season to run my social media or get off of it during the season and focus on the media side and the promotion side during the off season as a pro um, because somebody else can run it. If you're doing endorsements and shit like that, that you don't need to handle that as a player unless I guess you want to, but why would you want to do that during the season? The guys who are, like I don't have a problem with the Kelsey brothers doing their podcast during the season. They do a great job. I don't have I don't really have a problem with Mike Parsons doing it either. Personally, I wouldn't do anything during the season, but that doesn't mean that people shouldn't. I mean, let's be real, bro. They've never had more time off. The game's soccer than it's ever been. And the Kelsey brothers are on really good teams and shit. They're gonna have victory Monday a lot, so they might as well play the Super Bowl last year against each other. Well, it's always a fucking outlier. Is the NFL Travis yeah. and Jason Kelsey homie, or is it a whole product that's shitty? It is a it's shitty product. Outliers. Fucking Kelsey brothers. God, give me a fucking break. You think that the NFL is shitty because guys do podcasts? No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is we always point out the outliers, well, the Kelsey brothers. I'm, no, naming the, I'm not even trying to be fun. I'm just naming the, the notable podcast. Like right. the Kelsey's. Kelsey. Uh, fucking... I brought them up. Time out. I brought the no. fucking Kelsey brothers up. So fucking attack me. God damn it. Otherwise, it's just an example. That's what I just said. There's always yeah. outliers. The there's two Kelsey outliers. brothers aren't the Look. league. Look, there's a lot of shitty podcasts, too. There's a lot of good ones. I'm. Who cares? It's content. Everybody should be making it if they want to use social media. I I think that this is a massive advantage in medium that needs to be used. And I don't really care how it's used as long as you're doing your job. The product is terrible because of the leadership. The players are playing in the rules that were provided. If you can't play, if you're told to play football, but you can't play football, how do you play football? Like I'm super confused as a defensive player. How the fuck am I supposed to play anymore? No wonder they're giving up 70 points. You can't hit anybody. I can't tackle anyone. I don't tackle in practice. Everything's in sweatshirts. I can't hit the quarterback. I can't hit him in the knees. I can't hit him in the head. I can't hit him in the shoulder. I can't hit him in the face. I can't grab his face mask. I always knew that, but an inadvertent hand to the face is not a penalty. It's just, oh, my God, he's wearing a fucking helmet. I mean, a little slap on the fucking face mask that's inadvertent shouldn't be a 15-yard penalty. Yeah, he can Fitzpatrick. You see Weddle talk about that hit? Not a penalty. That was a great hit. And he didn't even lay him out. He just kind of struck him and then ran off. He didn't even fucking bury him. He didn't even form him up. He could have killed his ass, and he didn't. And he still gets fucked. So I'm just I'm saying the, the league is bad right now, from in my opinion, because of the leadership and the rules that are allowing it. It's And look, as a player in the NFL, that is so it's so finite for all of us. If you're not maximizing that from a monetary standpoint with your name, image, and likeness also, you're a fucking idiot. I mean, do you not like money? So you can get mad at people all they want, but personally, I wouldn't do anything during the season, but I would still do interviews and shit. I just wouldn't do my own thing. I don't know if I would do it in the next season either. And I'm not even against it like, like Smitty thinks. I'm not against it. What my point is, I guess, I don't want to see it thrown in my face. At least do it where I'm like, all right, at least I know my guys are focused and bought in. I, I don't want to see the whole fucking back and forth with guys that we just played and Josh Dobbs and Micah going at it. Like, to me, it's like, dog, 
we got other shit to worry about. I got film to watch today with your ass who couldn't take the fucking wrong arm on and you got fucking washed every time play. You got reached twice as the edge of the defense. How the fuck you getting reached in as a nine technique and you're the anchor of the defense. Like that is what I want to know. Fuck Dobbs and TikTok, homie. Yeah. Well, I, I will say this though: there are no bad NFL football players. So, there the product may be shitty, but everybody out there is really good. And oh, yeah. people, people get reached, dog. Like I never played in a game where I didn't get got. Like oh, no doubt, no, I'm get, not saying you that. Get guys, and they got me, and it's you get got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm saying especially against a guy like Michael Parsons, I'm going nine times harder against him because that's a bad motherfucker. I'm trying to kill him. Right. But that's what I'm saying. I'd rather just – I'm just saying let's focus on that. But that's you the saying You don't want to see it is what you're saying. But the thing Look, is, I would, it's I would not, much, in social media, you're going to see it. So it's kind of hard to avoid it. I would live in this world where, like, people play for one team forever and there's, like, loyalty and all that shit and rivalry means something in the NFL other than the logos. But that's not the world we live in. This is a mercenary league and everybody knows each other. And even when I played, I was taking pictures with my boys after the game that I played with in college on the other team. And if that's fucked up, then, I mean, they were in my wedding party and shit. I'm divorced, but that's, they're still there. So, right, right. This is the segue before uh, Matt gets out of here, Smitty, that I wanted to bring up that I, that I didn't have on the docket, that you didn't have on the docket. Sam Pittman, the head coach at Arkansas, he, he, he went off. I don't know if you saw his press conference. He went off and basically was talking about he's tired of the – common casual Twitter fan who is worried more about fantasy and betting on his players than he is uh, in criticism than he is I'm actually on the game. So he deleted his Twitter account, Matt. Sam Pittman did. Good friend of mine. Great O-line guy. Um, greatest dude on earth. He's like, fuck social media. It's the devil. All you do is worry about your betting, your fucking fantasy, and you wonder why we have so much trash products out here because these casual fans have not a clue what goes into it. And that's why I'm like so pissed off at looking at these kids that are like worried about what these casuals are saying. They do. Um, what do you think about him deleting the Twitter and just saying, hey man, fuck social media? I think it's gonna hurt with recruiting big time. I know that's what I'm saying. It's so fucked up, Matt. It's I so. Think, I think if he, if he doesn't, I, I say this all the time. I'm going to reiterate: in the information age, ignorance is a choice. So if you want to be angry and say "fuck it," be angry and say it. But every kid in the country is on social media, and if Arkansas has no presence. Maybe Auburn looks better or Missouri or Oklahoma because now that's who Arkansas is competing with for recruits, period. So they're in the SEC. You're going to be the only team in the SEC without a social media account. He can't find somebody else to run it and just put up quotes and shit and act like he's yeah. doing it. He Carl DeWell at CU didn't do social media to worth a shit. He, he couldn't even fucking post. He didn't even know he had a Twitter page. Coach Prime came in. All he does is do social media. We got five star recruits coming in out of the ass this weekend for the USC game. So my son got invited again, which is awesome. I can't wait to get back up there and watch this game. I don't know how it's going to go. We'll talk about that later in the week. But still, like I, I, I understand the generation that doesn't like it. I get it. I can't say that 
if I didn't use it for my business and it didn't promote all the media stuff that we all do, so we can't criticize it that much. Right. Uh, if I, you know, we're on here doing it right. We're, li- we're, like, we're literally doing it. Like, this is happening now. I hate it. No, I do it every day. I think it's awesome and I get to use it. I don't have a problem with it because I'm not some anonymous douchebag on Twitter or Instagram that has muscles. Like yesterday, what I said about Sean Payton, I, it, if I was the reporter and I asked him, because I've gone to all the press conferences, all training camp. I just stand there. I don't ask any questions. I'm not a fucking reporter. I'm just there. I work for the radio station. So when training camp, watch games, call in, blah, 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 right? But if I'm that reporter and I go, could you just elaborate, please, coach, on the you know embarrassing comment? Could you give more context to 70 points? It's the second most points scored in the NFL history. And his response is, yeah, I'll answer that question. Next question. Next. And he's just super disrespectful to the man. Well, bro, where I'm from and the world I'm from, if you talk to another man like that on the street, that's a problem. If you talk to me like that on the football field or in the locker room and you're a player, you and I are going to fight. There's not going to be any talking. I feel disrespected. You're going to feel how I feel, but I'm going to use this. And that's the – I'm not saying we should go fight Sean Payton. I'm saying he's in a position where he doesn't have to uh, uh, like account for his mouth. And that's not productive. So it all goes full circle back to the to the question at hand here, which is, is all of this access a good thing or a bad thing? I think it's a good thing because it, it opens up the portal to what it really is. But if we show everybody what it really is, we're going to let an outside influence in that's going that's already changed the game to a point where they're trying to make the most violent catastrophically collision sport ever fucking made safe mm. that's like trying to make fucking nascar safe you can build padded walls all you want they're going 200 fucking miles an hour something bad's going to happen it's humans you can't make this game safe you can't make social media a safe haven. There's always going to be anonymous idiots that are always talking shit. Of course, betting is influenced by that, and social media is influenced by betting. But let's be real here, too. For how many years were bookies involved and people were just betting on the side? They just didn't have any way to bitch. So now, hey, gotta, Let me ask you before you get out of here, uh, devil's advocate, as I, like, I love to do. I, I, I heard your take on Sean Payton, which I agree with, because he looks salty because you got 70 put on you. So if I took 70, I'm going to be as humble as fucking pie, and I'm going to be like, yeah, you know, this is what it is. Like, like Absorb all of that. Be like, it's my fault. Not sit there and like act like people are idiots because they can read the score. But on the flip side, you are in my domain and wheelhouse also. Like that. the media has every right to that domain. Yeah, also. That's it. our profession. That, also, he can't just disrespect. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But yeah. my point is not that. My point is you're in our wheelhouse, Matt. Like this guy don't understand what fucking nine technique is. He's in our wheelhouse. You don't know. you see some type of? If someone walked into six zero and was like, "Fuck that squat ain't low enough," you're gonna be like, "Shut the fuck up." This well, is my. It depends on who it is. If the, I don't give a fuck if they played or not. You, you don't have to play to know what a nine technique is. Mike McDaniel, I like played high school JV football. He's the best fucking coach in the NFL right now. 
So I don't give a fuck if you played. It means nothing to me. If you know what you're talking about and you can get up and articulate what everything is and you can communicate and prove to me you know what you're talking about, that's all I give a shit about. But how do you know that that particular media guy knew what the fuck he was talking about? Was my question. I, he didn't ask a technical question. He asked him to elaborate on the... In, he All Sean Payton says what it was embarrassing. Next question. That's not... That's not acceptable. That's that's acceptable when you lose 35 to 33 to Washington at home and you were up 21 to 3. You can walk in and just be frustrated and be like, that was unacceptable. It was really frustrating. And uh, I don't really want to talk about it. next question. I can get away with that. You lost 35 33. It was a shitty game. They came back, yada, yada. But, bro, you just lost 70 to 20. Historic loss. And it's like, it was like a clinic tape. It was like watching a C team against like a really good varsity team. The players didn't respond. Randy Gregory played almost 60 snaps and had no stats. You went down two days early and every, I did everyone go to Tootsie's second four shoulder rubs. I mean, was Drake there? I don't know. Uh, Tootsie's in a, is a metaphor too. I played in Miami. I know what I'm talking about. This, the first thing that I walked in, when I walked into Miami, I sat down with the big tuna, Bill Parcells. Okay. And I'm sitting there, and the first thing he says to me is, this is not New York. And I was like, yeah, I know. I'm in Florida. And he goes, no, there's drugs everywhere. There's hookers everywhere. Stay in your fucking hotel room. There's guns everywhere. This is like the fucking Wild West down here. You need to be really careful. And he was not lying. Hmm. So if you go down to Florida two days early and your whole team looks like it's hungover and they can't tackle and there's 30 guys on the ground but only 11 are playing, that means all of them had to fall three times each in one play. And it's, I know that didn't happen, but it might as well have. And they go up for 726 yards. They don't have any turnovers. They run for 350. They have two guys over 150. Amici goes for 218 in his first game back. Mostert has four touchdowns. They throw for five, run for five. And all you have to say is it was embarrassing. And then you get mad at a man who's simply trying to do his job, trying to provide context to you saying, embarrassing could you please elaborate on what was embarrassing specifically because everything coach was embarrassing so if you're just saying everything was an embarrassment including yourself which i doubt he would say because he's so narcissistic that this is obviously someone else's fault and not his that's all i'm trying to say here sean payton is a hell of a coach way better than me he's got a super bowl ring that's great he's also been suspended for a year for bounty gating brett Favre. so don't tell me he's like some fucking quality individual how many people has he cut to spite? How many people has he fired to spite? He's like, he obviously hired yes men. Davis Webb has never had a job. Zach Streep has never had a job. He brought in a bunch of guys that he knows will agree with him. And he's got the pinners and the, 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 Wal the Walmart people by the fucking balls because they gave him ultimate power. And he's come in with like, like I, I compared him to Joffrey the other day from Game of Thrones. Like, He's the little brat that's on the throne that has all the power. And eventually, all the Northmen are going to be like, you know what? Fuck this dude. Let's go storm the castle. And the, the fans are at the gate, dog. They're 0-3. They look worse than they were with Hackett, which I can't believe I'm saying. They were 2-1 after 3 with Nathaniel Hackett, and they sucked, and it was terrible. The Christmas Day massacre last year was awful, but they didn't lose 70-20. to I mean, we got to understand what we're talking about here. This fact, the fact that I have to like defend this shit and people are mad at me on social media because I went after Sean Payton too hard. I'm sorry, but you probably shouldn't be a Bronco fan, you soft bitch. Go be with the Raiders. We want to win here. 
This franchise from 1977, when Craig Morton took them to the Super Bowl for the first time, the Orange Crush defense and all those bad motherfuckers, they, Randy Gratishar needs to watch this in his 80s. Mecklenburg and Atwater and Tyler Braxton and Albert Williams and fucking Neil Smith. Speaking of the Chiefs, thanks for him. Two rings. And all the old, all the Glenn Cadrez and all these other bad motherfuckers and Rod Smith and Shannon Sharp and the Duke and Bobby Brister and like all this history and Peyton and Ware and Vaughn and having just the paramount of great defense, great offense, multiple Hall of Famers, some of the best players that have ever played. And this is the product that's acceptable. And I'm getting criticized for criticizing the guy in charge. I mean, I'm sorry. Look, I'm calling for the game. Clip that shit. That was a great take. Before you leave, Matt, we got our next guest, Steve, coming on. Well, let me ask you, Matt. Surprise, surprise. Are you surprised that Denver has not fired someone? I'm I know. Well, yes, and I'm I'm shocked that they don't see the need to make uh, an example. And I love DJ. He's my friend. He went, he was one of my coaches in college. I've known him for 25 years. The friend side of me is mad at me for saying this, but he needs to be fired. That was a monstrosity. And he gave up 35 points the week before to a team that at home against Buffalo got beat 38 to three the next week. Mm. So it's not I like Washington is some fucking parent, like just bad ass football team. They're not even good. Miami, on the other hand, is very good. And they could have, they could have scored a hundred points if they wanted to. And honestly, I wish McDaniel would have kicked the field goal. Yesterday, I was like, ah, maybe it's classy today. I wish you just would have done it because it would have been a nail in the coffin. He would have had to fire somebody because it would have been the worst beating in the history of the National Football League. So That was my point. That was my point. I, I, uh, I think people need to be held accountable. I think guys need to be benched. I think guys need to be traded. I think people need to be fired. And I understand that that's the narrative right now, but it's also true. And just because the narrative is harsh doesn't mean it's not true. And I'm sorry that like football has become foo-foo land where like people's emotions on social media mean something, but I'm going to reiterate this again to all the fans. I don't give a Tiffany fuck what you think. And it is important to me that you understand that. This is all real shit. I've been through the fires. I had to change positions in the NFL. I was not a very good player. I got hurt a lot. But God damn it, I was around greatness and I fucking learned and I absorbed everything I could mentally. So I knew when my body gave out that all I could do is lift and look good and coach. And that's why guys that were okay players, and I did, I do have my vest and seven year vet and shit. And I'm considering myself an okay player because I don't really think of myself that highly. But the one thing I'm not going to do is sit here and debate with people that I know don't know what the fuck they're talking about that haven't been through the goddamn fires and never stood on the fucking coals and don't know. So if you're going to come at me like I don't know and I'm mean, you're damn fucking skippy on me, baby. I'm as mean as you want me to be. You want me on the fucking line with you. You want guys like me on your team. And if you don't have guys like me on your team, the guys like me on the other team will eat your motherfuckers that aren't like us. So that's the difference between us yeah! and y'all. Let's get football back. Um, Matt, always. Let's, let's be real. The trench doesn't uh, change. 
The trish don't change, AB. Well, the trend position changes. The skill like, the changes. Changed as the skill players and the quarterbacks. The trench is still for fucking men. Much love. I'll see you on altitude later. Six zero academy, six zero equipment. Go check it out. Uh, follow my TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Dungeon in the house. Now you know where it came from. Outcast baby. That's Goody right. Mark. The ATL alien son. Peace. Peace. Um, Steve Kim, right into it. Steve, right in, Steve. We're going right right at the morning. Steve, good morning. Mel Tucker formally responds to firing at Michigan State. I had to ask you, um, basically saying that it's all because of the whole wild, crazy doctor situation that Michigan State never fired anyone on. Mm. They jumped the gun on Mel Tucker firing. Um, you agree to that or not? Uh, you know, I do to a large degree. This is an overreaction to the whole Larry Nasser situation. But all you football coaches out there, learn a lesson from old dinner bell Mel. Don't do this virtue signaling. I'm going to look like a good guy. Me too, extortion racket. Shame on Mel. Uh, I mean, what? honestly, Mel is really being fired for stupidity. Yeah. Like, this is your message that should be to all your players. Hey, guys, stick a sock on the pickle. Uh, if a girl doesn't want you, walk away, watch a lot of Kevin Samuels videos, and don't harass them. I don't need to bring in anybody else. I don't, I mean, it's just like Mel thought he was being like really like, um, like enlightened. And I'm like, Mel, you are asking for trouble. And then you want to dip your stick into that. Bro, she hit the wall already. Come on, man. You make $9 million. You could do better than that, but that's not the point. Um, but so again, this is what I would do, Coach Kim. Hey, guys, these are the women. This is what Deion Sanders did, by the way. Now, give him credit. He said, all these women here, don't with them. You harass them, you're out of here. Bottom line. Number one. So that, that's number that's one. the truth. Be respectful to women. Try not to have multiple baby mamas because that never works out good. In fact, it ends up ruining your life. Um, and, I, and then if you do get married, get a prenuptial agreement. But, again, stop harassing those that don't want you. And then, But don't bring it. I'm just telling you. People like that are extortionists. No good can come out of it. Mel Tucker has to now, his career has to now die for everyone else's sins. It's sad, but he asked for it. It's tough, yeah. man. Uh, Steve, man, so happy to have you on here, man. Obviously, we didn't have you on the show yesterday. Got to hear your opinion just from Saturday, uh, this past Saturday with the whole uh, Oregon head coach, Dan Lanning, pregame speech and comments. What was your overall take on it? Some people thought it was a problem. I, me and JB, we didn't have an issue with it, but what was your, your thoughts? I have a question for these media members. Uh, <laughs> are, are you getting paid over or under the table by Colorado and Dion? I, I don't get it. I, all's fair in love and war. Uh, Dion's real. I, I, give, I give Coach Prime credit. He's actually handling it a lot better than the media members. He said, we got whipped. Get us now. We're never going to be this bad, which, again, you could – say that's a that's a message you don't want to give to your team and it's not really about you you should say us we're never going to be this bad but again I think it's a matter of semantics but if you look at Colorado's behavior before that game a new video has surfaced they asked for it do not make them into this poor little underdog scrappy team that just wants to play football they got punched in the mouth by a better team nothing wrong with that to me, Colorado got too much credit for the Colorado State win. They're getting too much heat for this loss because the Oregon Ducks will make a run for the playoffs uh, if they can get through that Pac-12 gauntlet, which is going to be really, really harsh. But 
I mean, when you have guys like uh, Keyshawn Johnson said, oh, my God, other coaches were teaming up and, and they were all getting together. Keyshawn, nothing different happened. Dan Lanning can coach the game of football. He has been reared by uh, Kirby Smart. He's from that system. They kind of know what they're doing. But this whole notion that you have to treat Dion with kid gloves is actually an insult to Dion. It is the victimhood mentality, and it is the bigotry of lowered expectations. Dion's a big boy. He can handle it. He's handling it well. They're going to try to build the program. So I, I just think the media reaction is really the story. It's not Coach Prime. I think Deion Sanders will be fine. They're going to build from this. They will learn from this. Hey, Steve, as someone that had their playbook stolen and actually used against them, I know firsthand that it really does nothing. It's hard. It's almost impossibility to even if somebody was on the on the on the take and and, and other people gave. Let me give some insight on how this really works <clears throat> based on those comments that everyone heard yesterday. Coaches have buddies everywhere. Right. We got buddies everywhere. And it's not uncommon at all for me to call Sam Pittman up that just played LSU and say, hey, Sam, man, uh, can you give me this your end zone copy uh, so I can get the end zone tight so I can know if Darnell Smitty is missing a fucking head up two or if he's in a two eye and he's inside shade and 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 and, might, and I want to see what he's doing against the double on the tight copy. This shit happens all the time. Did that happen? Maybe, but that ain't going to change the outcome of that performance or game. Like it's not, it's nothing going to be so intricate that we're going to be able to not only take the information, but get it to our 17 to 21 year olds and then process it and actually understand it. No, it's not happening. JB coaches visit each other in the off season all throughout. And they exchange ideas. They go through concepts. But look, you could be a football novice, and you would have realized Oregon is that much better and stronger on the front line on both sides of the ball. And when you have a team where you could just hand the ball off and it always ends up being second and three, the game of football becomes very, very easy. So the whole notion that Dan Lanning needed help to beat a three-touchdown underdog or – is is an insult and the way that certain people are putting on the kid gloves and and this sympathy party for coach prime that's an insult to him he's played football he's been beat before it is it's an insult both ways right you can take it but it almost seems as though that there is this victimhood mentality being spread for Dion, and i find it interesting listen i'm really good with dan lanning I uh, talked to him since the win. I'm really good with the linebacker coach there named Brian Michalowski. He coached with me at Garden City Junior College. Alan's in the chat here. Brian was there. He's the linebacker coach at Colorado now. I mean, at uh, at Oregon now. And uh, he they reached out to me, actually, like because I did a rant yesterday. But uh, they were like, JB, we don't care about any of this shit. We just want to play football and get our kids to do the same thing that Dion wants his kids to do. This is just what it is. It's college coaching, and we're trying to get these players, 22 of them, to go the same direction at the same time, which is probably one of the hardest things to do in life. You know, here's the thing that's dishonest about what Keyshawn and everyone else is saying. If Colorado would have played the game of their lives and pulled the upset, and it would have been found out that Dion had a lot of sources throughout the football industry, that whole culture that gave them, whatever you want to call them, tips or tendencies, 
then 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 the narrative would have been see this is the power of Dion. he's got friends all over and see he's he's not playing checkers i always hear this from great boxing fans the real genius yeah he they playing chess well then isn't dan lanning bobby fisher if that's what happened so yeah. there's a whole dishonesty to this narrative. I, I find it interesting. And then Skip Bayless, he needs to go to the doctor because he's got an acute case of white guilt. It, it, this whole the, the venomous nature of the way. That, here's the thing, people. Nobody has to like Dion. You, you can be as big as jock sniffer, which a lot of you are, or you can hate the guy. It's fine. Yeah, you don't care either. I, I don't mean, think seriously. I don't think he really cares. He and he doesn't. Uh, That's the funniest thing. He probably does not care. Nah. He was talking with Phil Knight before the game. He was having a hell of a time. He knows those guys. Um, you know, it is what it is. I got to transition to Monday Night Football, Steve. And I know Smitty has some questions. The two games, I know you know, you, you posted a tweet. Ugh. I've been saying it forever. The two games on Monday night, unless you got the football palooza room here at the Slapdick Cigar Lounge studio, <laughs> How do you watch it, and how do you really how – is, how is the NFL not getting killed on views on this? Because I, I don't know. Well, I, I was told that this is about the writer's strike, so that ABC needs content. So I think this is the last week they're doing it. Um, I, I guess that industry is going to get back to running and feeding our culture really poisonous uh, content, but that's another subject for another day. But um, – yeah, I mean, I remember when I grew up, all the players, and this is an era where you didn't have a lot of streaming or no streaming before satellite dishes and NFL ticket. It was an honor to play on Monday Night Football and to be the only game in town and tens of millions of people before the vast number of cable channels. And the players said, man, I get to be the number one show in the country for three and a half hours. But now you are diluting the product and you know, me, we had to take the three knockdown rule yesterday, uh, Mario Lopez and I. We had Jim Lampley on the show. So, first of all, I'm missing the first half or the first two and a half quarters of the Philadelphia-Tampa Bay game. And then, but so, yeah, it's hard. And so, neither of the games were really good. But I will say this. Scarcity is something that increases the value of anything, whether it's stamps, baseball cards, or coins. And on a Monday night, when you have more than one game, you're actually diluting the value of that one game. I agree. Yes. Because now, look, I'm a guy. I don't have a thousand TVs in here like JB does. So, like, I, I got to flick back and forth from game to game. And it's like, now it's like, I don't know what just happened from this play. I got to rewind. I, yeah, I, I hate it. I don't like it at all. And then the games, both the games weren't that great, if I'm being honest. So, that that didn't help. Smitty. It was the funniest thing. The some of the games that you could literally turn on the channel, the ABC in Philadelphia began their drive. You could do your dry cleaning, get lunch, eat dinner, clean the pool, and they'd still be on the same drive. I mean, they just take the air out of the ball. They are unbelievable at what they do. I yeah. think they're still the best team in the NFC by far. Um, no, them and the Niners. I think it's going to be those two teams because Philadelphia's ability to control the ball in the line of scrimmage on both sides is impressive. Yeah. Their O-line, D-line really are is. incredible. You know, J now Jalen Hurts, we opened the show talking about this a little bit, Steve. Jalen Hurts, to me, is not looking like the same Jalen Hurts of last year through these first few weeks. Are you not concerned a little bit as far as Jalen Hurts' play? Uh, look, there's there a lot, one thing about this league, professional sports, your second time around the league, people have tape and they have tendencies and more analytics, but 
he's perfect for that system because he provides that plus one in the run game. So that mesh point, right. that that end cannot crash. I mean, he keeps that end, the ends honest. And uh, DeAndre Swift is headed for a big year if he can stay healthy. When they traded him on draft day, I said to somebody, he's an athletic upgrade over what the Eagles had at running back last year when they went to the Super Bowl. He's a big, strong, fast human being, runs downhill very well. If he stays healthy, I think it'll mitigate mitigate any type of loss of production. But like JB's been saying, there's something going on with with A.J. Brown and Hurts. They're not simpatico right now. They don't seem to be on the same page all the time. He did have a hundred and what you said, hundred and forty yeah. yards last night. Last nine night catches. he did, but um, but that system, uh, they you know they held the ball for thirty eight minutes yesterday. That's wild. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, the the rest that you're gonna give that defense and the physical pounding you give that team, and and I saw Dallas. I watched a lot of that game. Arizona came right out of the gate running downhill and they punched him in the mouth for as great as Dallas is with their front seven rushing the passer they can be body punched in the run game mm. hey a little uh, breaking news real quick I wanted to give you this or it's not breaking but it's uh I wanted to get your take on this that just kind of hit the social media waves um reports are coming out of Dallas and New England that the Cowboys and Mike McCarthy are worried <laughs> that Zeke Elliott knows all the offensive play calls and is going to signal them into, or is going to help Bill Belichick out in this game this weekend. Um, like, here we go again with this. Like, I you don't think- even have enough time to like, <laughs> to, to, you know what I mean? Like, even if that's true, JB, you don't even have enough time to adjust quick enough to like react to that. I guess, I guess during the week you could say, Hey, th- this means this, this means, bro. If we're talking strictly hand signals, cause that's what they're leaning on. Okay. Zeke's going to know the hand signals. First of all, Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore are completely different right now. Right. It's not even the same. It's not right. even the same. So, and I'm not worried. Zeke Elliott, I don't think is that guy that's going to be, I don't think Zeke Elliott's going to fucking be a coach. But I put, put it that way. So I'm not really worried about it. So I think this narrative keeps getting pushed out there, man, and that's why Sam Hartman or Sam Pittman deleted his social media in Arkansas. I think it's just too toxic, man. Crazy. Yeah, man. I mean, social media is what you make it to me. You know, it's good, it's bad, it's ugly, it's the ugly, and you know, I mean, so you just you got it. Kind of comes comes with the territory a little bit, Steve. Uh, I, I know right now, obviously, we're in the middle of football season. But there is a big-ass fight coming on this weekend that I have not. I've stayed away from boxing, but this fight is a little too big. To hey, just stay away from are you going to actually, like, uh, and come? <laughs> yeah, has the sale at Bed Bath & Beyond ended yet? Has the clearance uh, sale for, uh, for, for September, has that concluded? Hey, so, Smitty, you know we're having a big event, right? We're having. No, I did it. Hold on. See, Steve, listen. I figure stuff out on this show. JB does not t- hit me up. He doesn't give me either. Hey, bro. Hey, Saturday, come through 9 a.m. I, I, I've learned stuff live on the show. And I, I got to adjust plans accordingly to make it happen. No, you don't. We texted you Saturday during the time we were here Saturday. Man, listen, I'm glad you're telling me now. Live on air, everybody. And, and, and if there's a fan out there that wants to pay me 10 racks to come watch it with us, then you can come. 
But other than that, no, you're I'm not going to be at JB's house this Saturday watching the fight. I'm well, sitting wait right a minute. Hold on. Time out. Time out. Let's get your permission slip signed first. <laughs> we'll talk Thursday. Let's not make any. You I'm not going to make any of something. You know what? Uh, that, that, that stool that says Darnell. Let's let's not clear that off the echo. Let's see the permission slip. Then... I'll see you when I believe it when I see it. Steve, yeah. let, me tell you, let me tell you what really happened last week. The wife and I are trying to move, Steve. We live in a small-ass one-bedroom, and it is clogged up in here. There's no space. We need more space. So we were apartment hunting all, like, early Saturday. And by the time I got home, I got it. it just didn't make sense to drive all the way out there. That's I got the it. I just doing. want you to know, once again, the game started at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, I, I will be there at about 8.57. Uh, he was here at 8.57 last I Saturday. I had to watch Clemson, Florida State, but uh, the thing was, Miami has a bye week this week. Yep. Well-deserved rest. Great job, Mario Cristobal. You are a serious coach. So, I, I just no stress. No stress. I'll just be watching games, and then it'll be Canelo against Jermel Charlo. Probably uh, first, I think the pay-per-view card starts at 5, and I think the main event will start at about 8 p.m. approximately. Mm. Well, I'm gonna be there, y'all. I'm gonna I'll let you know what time I'm gonna I might not be there at 857, but I'm going to be there for yeah. sure this Saturday. I guarantee Plenty of time. You. Plenty of time. Roll on in. Can you make some hey, can you make some chicken wings, JB? Oh, uh, he made he bought some good ones. By the way, the seven bean dip that you get from that supermarket, that is pound for pound eliteness. Wow. Hey, 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 hey Steve. Steve, explain to Smitty how good those baby or those beef back ribs were because a lot of people can't make beef back ribs. They were just like falling off. They were just falling off the bone. Damn, that sounds good right now. I mean, he made some barbecue. Make those beef back ribs. I need some. You made some burgers a couple months ago that were amazing. You put like a. Anyway, Steve. So look. um, (laughs) Why'd you keep going? Even show up, he gonna give me a menu. He's putting, he's putting in his menu request, and you toss him off. You, you see, Steve, man. Hey, come on, come on, man. That's cold blooded. Hey, <laughs> hey I need some teriyaki burgers. I need some barbecue uh, meatballs. Yes, and in the crock pot, and then whatever else you want to fix is fine. Uh, I'm gonna tell you this right now, ladies and gentlemen. With the demands being made by Smitty, uh, this guy better be there at like 8:30. He better yeah. actually beat me. To uh to the football pollution. Hey, I'm now. hungry, Steve. I'm gonna eat. I'm, I haven't <laughs> had no good barbecue in a while. I, I I ain't been to JB's house since like I don't know the last time I've been. Spence Crawford. May. May. Were you at Spence? No, you were at Spence Crawford. You weren't at that one. Yeah, I was. I missed that one too. So it's been like I. We're I gonna have to break time. out the theater for that one, Coach. Yeah, we're going to theater um, for the fight. For the fight, because I know other people are gonna yeah. be there. We'll bring Weddle on down. Bring Weddle on down. Yeah. We're going to have poker. We might have some, I don't know, naked female. I mean, nah, my bad. Uh, tell your wife she could bring your I can watch. Place. I can watch. I can watch. Uh, I can look. Don't touch. All right. So, <laughs> um, I know. You didn't answer my question, though. Who do you have winning that fight? You got Canelo? You got Charlo? I got Canelo. I'm going to be writing about this for my uh, snack column. Ooh. This year, Smitty, there's been a particular pattern that fighters were coming in uh, in big fights that have taken more than a year off, have gotten smashed. Josh Taylor got riddled by Teofimo Lopez. Stefan Fulton got wrecked by Inoue. And then Errol Spence got obliterated by Terrence Crawford. Jermel Charlo has not fought since May of 2022, 
while in that stretch, Canelo has actually fought as recently as this past May. It's just like what Matt McChesney says all the time. You got to build up the callus. My mantra is activity matters. And in fact, Oscar De La Hoya said it last week. These fighters need to fight more. I believe being in rhythm, being in sync, and also being punched in the face and having that conditioning matters. Also, Smitty, Charlo is moving up not one weight classes, but two. Mm. I think all of that, all of that to me, just rationally, it says Canelo's going to win this fight. Makes a lot of sense, man. Beautifully said. I cannot read, wait to read the column, man. I always learn so much, so much from you, man. When I'm, you know, I'm reading, reading those columns. Obviously, when you come on the show, so I said, I know we ain't talked boxing in like literally three, four months, but if we we're gonna ever talk it, this no. had to be the weekend to do it. Um, JB, I didn't tell you before. I want to give my top five AFC team, my top five NFC teams before Steve left. Can I do that? I don't have a graphic for it yet. I'll ask Ethan to make it later. But I want to get my top teams that I have right now today on a in the AFC and then the NFC. So I'm going to start with the AFC right now and go from five to one. And let me get through it because when I say one of these teams, I know y'all going to be upset, but I don't care. Right now, today, today, at the number five spot, I got the Indianapolis Colts. I think they got top five defense in the league right now. Hmm. Strong running game. Uh, Shane Steik is on a hell of a coaching job. Uh, whether it's Gardner Minshew at quarterback, whether it's Anthony Richardson, when you look at how they're performing week to week, even in our one loss to the Jags, they're they're playing our asses off. They're competing, um, and I think we have a very underrated team. And a lot of people came into this, even myself, came into this season with very low expectations, and they're definitely overachieving them to this point. So, number five, I have the coach. Number four. And it's going to sound a little crazy because they only have one win. But I I like the Chargers right now, man. I, like, even though they lost those first two weeks, the, those two winnable games, two very winnable games that went down to the wire, could have went either way. One of those losses was against a Dolphins team who you guys will see where I have them ranked as I like to get on my list. So I'm not too low on the Chargers. They got a, a well-needed win against the Vikings this past week. Jay Herbo had an amazing game. I think the Chargers are trending up. I have them at the number four spot. Number three, I have the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, you know, the, obviously they lost opening uh, week to the Lions, uh, bounced back, you know, and won these last couple games. They played the Bears. I get it. It's not like, you know, uh, a very uh, strong opponent, so to speak, but the Chiefs still dominated that game at a very high level. The offense was, was rolling, uh, and I think they're finally starting to get back to looking like the, the Chiefs. Number two, I got the Buffalo Bills. I think outside of that that first week, the Bills last couple of weeks have, have been really rolling. Josh Allen has been back being Josh Allen. They dominated a Washington team that I think we all were pretty high on the first couple of weeks as far as the job that Eric Enemy was doing with that offense and the way those guys were competing. So I got to give the Bills some love. And then number one, I got the Miami Dolphins. I mean, you score 70 points. Yeah. You're undefeated. It's hard not to put them at the number one spot. So, um Smitty, I have a question. Yes. And I'm not trolling. Are the Colts better off right now with Minshew as their starting quarterback? Yes, they are. It's not even you close. know, JB said the same thing. And uh I honestly I, I don't I'm not just saying this, I don't believe so. I think Minshew's a guy that we know can go out there and win a couple games. He'll have some he'll have a couple highs early on, and then game two, game three of him playing, the 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 ship will, will sink. 
It just happens every single time he's played. Garner Minshew gets everyone excited. Minshew mania, Minshew mania. And then over time, people kind of learn what he is, what his weaknesses are, and the, the ship will, will, will sink. I want to see our time. young guy that we drafted in the first round. I want to see a and guy you know, that is know. supposed to be our future. And you again, know. when he's on the field, he was looking pretty damn good. It's not. It, it would be different if he was. We we're losing with Anthony Richardson, and then we're winning with Garner Minshew. No, we're winning with both quarterbacks. You are. You are. We're not. No, we're, we're literally not though. Like, what, what the hell are you talking about? All right, let me break something down. Steve, please explain to him when AR five gets hurt, who goes in the game. Mitchell, that's who's gonna be in game. <laughs> AR five. He's not exactly Brett Favre. Yeah, the durability that kind of concerns me. But look, Minshew gives you steady play. I'm with you. He's probably one of those guys. He's good enough to carry you for a bridge year or a period of time. AR is going to be the quarterback because you drafted him very high and you've already made him a day one starter. But Minshew gives you the ability to be very steady offensively. He will not give you the spectacular splash plays, but I tell you, the team I think people are overlooking, actually, is the Chiefs. That defense is actually really good this year with the Chiefs. Mm. This guy? These? Yeah, that, that shirt's going to make you even more popular in KC. Even more popular. Uh, guys, I got to get going here. Darnell, do your top five in the NFC. I'm interested to hear this. Real quick. I'm, I'm going to go real fast. Five to one. Number five, I got the Detroit Lions right yeah. now. Overall, I like the way the way that they're looking offensively. Um, they got some cats that are suspended. That I think we'll be coming back in the next few weeks for the, the whole gambling thing or whatever. So I like I like the lines at five. Number four, I got the Seahawks right now. Um, number three, Dallas Cowboys. I had them higher, but after that bad loss to the Cardinals, they had to drop down in my power rankings. Um, I think they kind of got exposed a little bit. You talked about the Steve Kim mm-hmm. allowing the Cardinals really out physical them and run the ball directly at Michael Parsons all game. Yeah. That was alarming. Number two, I got the Philadelphia Eagles. Although I think the offense from a from a Jalen Hurts perspective and a passing perspective looked a little shaky, they're still winning games. That O line is probably the best in the league, and DeAndre Swift is looking like one of the top backs. Number one, I got the 49ers. The defense is rolling. Uh, Brock Purdy, he's not amazing, but he showed me that he can he can play well within this system. So All sweet. the weapons offense is great. I think the Eagles and Niners are interchangeable, but in a big game. Who would you put your money on, all things being equal, Purdy or Hurts? That's that's where I kind of edge to the Eagles, though, to be honest with you. Hey, Steve, before you leave here, did you see this? And here's the story of the day right there. That is this shit. What what was your take? I saw it on Twitter. Yeah, she's a regular Morton Anderson with that leg brace. (laughs) By the way, I've never seen that. When a kicker actually has a leg brace on the kicking leg, this this is actually an insult to HBCUs. And, and isn't that a Jackson State coach? Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Walter Payton is rolling over in his grave. Do they have no – I mean, right now, Jackie Slater, he's not even dead. He's probably rolling over in his grave. Yeah. See, right here, this is so bad. And you know what's funny? This is so unrealistic, although it just happened. This wouldn't even be an episode of a real world. Hillman University wouldn't even do that. Come on, guys. That, that I, is actually I didn't see that one. I didn't that, see that one. I saw wow. another uh, situation where uh, I think a, a, a female came in and played, like, linebacker and got a QB so hurry. Oh, you mean this? Down oh, immediate. You mean this, Vinny? She played safety. Oh, she was safe. Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah, so All right, we're going to dive into this, Steve. Um, I know you got to get out of here. Uh, so I'll see you Thursday. And Thursday, and I'll see you Saturday, Smitty. Maybe I'll see you Saturday. I still want to see that permission slip. I'm going to be there, y'all. I'm going to be there. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll say you got my school. word, man. You got my word. All right. Later. See you guys Thursday, brother. Later, brother. Peace. Um, Smitty, I got to ask you a real question about this situation right here, though. Yeah, talk to me. So this female came in in safety in the first quarter. It's first quarter. There's a score right here. First quarter. It's a Division three school, okay? Yeah. Um, I got to ask you, like, if you're the coach, how do you coach? Uh, you talking about the opposition? Or yeah, the- yeah I'm the coach of the other team. You yep. put a female at safety. I need to know how to coach against it without a being fired and being canceled be real b do like what are we doing is my point dog like listen yeah, like, I'm no, my whole thing is, listen i'm all for women doing whatever they got to do i'm all for women coaching i'm all for women right, doing right. these things i don't really believe women should coach football per se but i'm all for administrator I, I get it and i'm the least sexist person you want even though people will say i'm sexist for this take I've had women on my show to defend me on this regard. Here's the issue I have. If I run my two, my left tackle and left guard out on a screen and I just tell them to absolutely mollywop her, am I fired or canceled for a football game that I'm trying to win? That is my question to the mainstream media, and I want to know why if I send my best – if I tell – my best slot receiver, get your ass over here. I want you to run a bang-ass eight and seven on her ass. I Go post-corner on her ass, and we're going to ice her ass right now. And we ice her for an 80-yard touchdown. Am I an asshole? Like, no, you're not at all. Because Listen, let's be real. It's but, football. But, but, the common fan will call me that, and I'll be canceled. Let's just keep it one That's because, again, and Matt talked about this before. These aren't real, true football fans who understand football. Football is a savage sport. Football is mono, gets mono, win by any means, get the job done. So as a football coach, your job is to do what? Find weaknesses in the opposition and expose it and attack it. If I'm watching film and I'm looking at Darnell Smith, he's an undersized three technique, pretty shifty, pretty quick, but he's kind of, he's a little light in the ass. Well, I'm a, you know what? I'm a, I'm a double team and run power his way and see how he can take that double team. Same thing here. If I have a lady at safety and she's just not physically built the same way as a man is because it just is what it is, I'm going to attack that because I'm trying to win the game. Has no shot towards her. No shots towards nothing. It's not personal at all. We're just trying. We're here to win games. But like you said, in today's culture, you make me bring up a good point. I don't. If I'm that coach, it's like. I don't know. I don't want the media coming at me and saying I'm I'm being an asshole or whatever for going at her. Like, like, do, do I allow her to just make plays because for the sake of the of the story? And then I'm gonna tell you from a, a player standpoint, Jay, because I've thought about this. I'm like, if I'm playing, I don't know if I even feel like comfortable actually attacking her or like hitting her because okay, like okay so that's that's my point that though. makes it weird hold on real quick jb i will say this though and it, now i was younger but in middle school in middle school it was this we had a girl her name was la t i think her name was la t 
I can't remember what her background is, like if she was Hawaiian. I can't remember. She grew up with us on the east side. Um, she was always kind of like tomboyish, and you know, I don't know what she what she is, but she was always kind of tomboy. She was really big and kind of strong for her, like you know, for a woman, middle school. So she actually did play football and played O-line. It was damn near good in middle school because you got to remember, women bodies develop faster than, than boys. But what happened was we got to high school, freshman year, and she tried to come out there freshman year to play football, and 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 she was like, yeah, I can't, I can't do this no more because it was once our bodies develop as, as young men and, and muscles and we got – she's like, I can't do this. And there's no shot towards her. It's the reason why we have a WNBA and an NBA. We have women's tennis and men's tennis. It's not because we're trying to leave somebody out. It's because literally, like common sense, we are genetically, we, we are physically more dominant than women. I'm not saying that. I'm not taking a shot. I, like, I love, I'm married. I, I got a little sister. I got a mom. Like, I love women. This is just common sense. <laughs> it's common sense. I would I would not want my little sister to play football with with men with boys because she's gonna hurt herself. Has nothing to do with like not wanting them to be a part of. Like you said, coach. Like I'm, I'm cool with them coaching because like I mean, if you know the game, you know the game. I don't really care about anything else outside of the playing side. Do your thing, agents. Of course, dominate that shit. I'm just saying, playing wise is not safe. So I actually care about these young women and. And I don't want them hurting themselves. You cannot tell me, bro, if you would have put a, 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 a woman against me when I was in my prime as a three technique at Ball State. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, it, like she, she would be injured. I, I, don't, I don't know. First of all, the coach has a no, is in a no-win situation. That's the part of my point. So I'm going to go run a two – I'm going to run fucking bang eights at her ass and try to just double – and then I'm going to send screens at her ass with my fucking guard and tackle. We're going to go out there and pin her ass on the hash. Um, listen, what am I going to – what are you going to hear about me on social media? Oh, Coach JB went after a female. He had to go after a female to get the win. They don't talk about, well, there's a female on the fucking football field. Like – it, I, there's a no win for the opposing coach, dog. It's a no win, and it, it's it's shitty. It's a shitty ass situation to be in for not only all the players out there, but for the coach that is on the opposing side, and for the coach that put her in the game in the first quarter. I questioned that cat really, really hard, man, and I got to question the dad of the fucking female. I'm asking where the dad is. Dad, are you shitting me? For letting her come out there and play in this game, Division Three or not, D three's got players that played D one at some point and got bounced back. Like there, there's just no way that you're coming out of this scot free as opposing coach, as a player, and it's like it's a shame now. Is what is what this has come to? It's really a shame. I, I'm so like you know what, JB. God forbid something actually happens to that to that young lady on the football field. And she gets knocked out or something. Knock on wood. I don't wish it. I'm just saying, God forbid that happens. And now, well, we're going to be looking stupid. Like, well. Uh, you wonder why we're game. Do you wonder why the football game we play right now is the softest ever been? Well, I'm just saying. Because you can't tell me that 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 the running back is going to go full speed at her ass now. Because you know it's in his subconscious. I'm not going to hit this girl with my crown on my helmet. I'm not going right. to try to fuck her ass. Like, 
Now you're playing a full-on game in the first quarter, and I'm already questioning my speed of the game and the tempo because I don't want to go full go? Come on, man. As, I, as a man, bro, like I'm telling you, I, I'm picturing myself on the field. I, I could not comfortably go against a woman on the field. Like, I, There's no way I could just do a block back and, like, I, I, I couldn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would feel like I'm fucking, like, domestic violence. I'm, I'm, for, I'm not sure I'm like, that's how I would feel mentally. Like, I can't. I was raised, I put my hands on women. Football, we're we're basically down there fighting on the field. Like, especially in the position I play. I, there's no way I can just comfortably just go run over a woman. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's crazy to me. And we're at, a, we're at a place now where it's like, we live at a time where everything's acceptable. And if you have any opinion against it, you're 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 either racist or sexist or you're you're something you're you're something you're something that ends with an ist at the end you're something you're you're some type of cyst you know what i mean and it's like bro it, i'm not against nobody just certain things just literally don't make sense it, it has nothing to do with n- nothing else it's just like damn like the sky is blue it's just blue it, it is what it, like, I, I didn't i didn't do nothing it just it's lit my shirt is black jb it, it's a fact. It, it just is what it is. But what does this say? Hey, let them let them tell. It might be green. <laughs> what does it say though? She's queendom. Oh, okay. She's queendom. You can get it on CoachJBStore.com today. Go get you some. I need four million dollars. I need a four hundred percent increase, like Travis Kelsey got in his twenty-four hours fucking with Taylor Swift. Man, I need. Oh, man. Hey, we're going to talk about that, Smitty, on the other side. I got to take a piss on my dog out, but we got Nick Bowden's DMs. I don't know nothing about it, Smitty. I need you to break that down. Social want- updates coming up next, JB. Hey, the Bears the Bears players and on the coaching staff is coming out. And Devontae Adams, not very pleased in Vegas. And then we're going to talk about Hugh Freeze and Auburn. We got all that. Plus, the Red Rifle is not giving Bryce Young his job back. You heard it here first. We're going to talk about that. Pound the like button, subscribe, become a member. We'll be back in four minutes and 30 seconds. This man, just throughout your career, you know, people always say the safety is like the quarterback of the defense. I got to ask you, who was the toughest quarterback that you face week to week? You know what I'm saying? In terms of just like, all right, or each year, I know when I play against this guy, I got to be like 125% locked in because it's going to be a mental battle between myself in this quarterback, who you say that guy is? Yeah. So, so yeah, uh, Peyton. Peyton was was uh, the funnest, the most challenging, and made defenses evolve. Right. Like I came in, we beat them in the playoffs, oh seven, oh eight, before they ended up winning their Super Bowl, and we had to change the way we played defensively to counter uh, the audibles and the check with me's and the no huddles that he did. So we would go in the huddle with two calls. We would go into reload the blitz from a strong side to the weak side. Uh, and you're only a- a- able to do that with a veteran team that in a smart team. Right. And yeah. uh, so him, and then honestly, like I didn't, I was over against Tom in my career until we beat him in the playoffs. And, the thing with Tom was, is he was just so methodical. He wasn't the Peyton where it was so much at the line of scrimmage. Check with me. He would just get up there and and dice you up, right? And and just look at the defense. 
I know where the ball goes. Ball comes out. Boom, 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 boom. Touchdown. And then he's on the called play. He don't care about changing so much. Exactly. Like he would maybe reload the front or re-ID the mic. But outside of that, you weren't seeing a bunch of audibles from him. He was just going to line up, figure it out, and go play. The only times, like I remember a Sunday night game, we were playing the Patriots at home, and we were up on them like 17-0. And they just, they just decided to go no huddle. And it was the speed, like turbo, no huddle where there is no check with me. It's line up on the ball, next play, snap hike, line up on the next ball, snap hike, like boom, boom, boom. They scored in like six plays, took them like a minute. And we were on, we we couldn't even get a call out, let alone stop them. And then they never went back to it. And I'm like, thank goodness you never went back to it. What I'm saying is I would love to have those guys every single day. I would love to have AR5 and coach them up my way. But guess what? That's not happening, and they're not being coached up. You can see it. It's evident. If we break down the QB, let's just be clear real quick. We break down the QB. Let's talk about the guys that you like, okay? Justin Fields. Another oh, guy. Oh, I didn't say don't. No, I no, want no, him to do no, well. Justin Fields. I'm, I'm, I'm be clear here. I'm oh. talking about guys that we like that are the new age era guy, okay? All Justin right. Fields. Lamar, we're going to put in that boat. Kyler Murray, we're going to put that guy in the boat. We're going to put AR5 in this new boat. We're going to put um, – we're not going to put CJ and Bryce in there yet because they're not the gifted freak. But they are still the new age guy. But if you've watched both of them so far, CJ is throwing the ball well, but they're bad team. Bryce looks horrible with a horrible O-line. And they're both pocket guys. They're struggling too. So it, it's a complete struggle. The issue I'm having is if you're going to live and die by running the football at quarterback, you're playing the wrong position. Like it is what it is. Like I don't understand why. How do you think this is sustainable? He's been injured two weeks in a row, and this is your franchise, Smitty. Like you're going to pay him big money. Like, do you realize they just paid 230 to Deshaun Watson to look as awful as he does? You don't think the GMs are looking at this like, okay, we got to pump our brakes on paying these guys so goddamn much money so quickly because it's not paying off for us right now. I, I'm just saying, this guy's not sustainable. AR5 would be lucky to finish the season is why I'm always the guy saying why Bryce Young should not start, why AR5 should have set and learned like Jordan Love has learned through from someone else. They got Andy Dalton sitting there. Play his ass in Carolina. Let, let, why are you going to kill your rookie right now with a horrible team? We're back. I'm the first one back with the Chiefs. Queen them shit. Don't lie. Don't lie. I've been here. I've been here. Shit. Hey, man. Hold on. Side note. You over there me eating the, shit. Me and the wife go to the farmer's market on Saturdays, and we be trying shit out. I got this... um. It's like an orange and banana, like, jam. It's hard to explain, but the shit is fire. It's my first time trying it. Ooh, wait. I'm from the hood, JB. I still will eat some toast. Like, I'm not too I'm not too big for some toast. You know, you real bougie. You real, you know what I mean? I ain't got time. I eat me a piece of toast bread. water. I don't do breads. I don't do breads. You don't do bread? Nah. I saw your ass eat a burger a couple months ago. Don't lie to me. I stay away from bread. Hey, you know, I got, you know, I do my fast two minutes again every Sunday. Um, 
and you know that shit's gone viral. Um, and your whole social media been blowing up lately. I'm not gonna lie, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok been going crazy. And by the way, shout out to all of our subscribers. We hit a milestone, thirty thousand subscribers, man. Clap it up for y'all, man. Pat yourself on the back. Without y'all, it wouldn't be no us. Let's get to 40,000, y'all. Let's keep on growing this thing together. Keep on blowing this thing up. Hey, we're trying to get 50,000 by Super Bowl. Hey, it's realistic to me. Let's make it happen. Hey, because we're going to be at Radio Row live with the whole crew. For, you know, we're going to do a Pat McAfee style. We're going to have our own little area. We're going to bring in Cam. We're going to do it live right there. Radio Row. It's going to be fire. So we're trying to hit 50,000 by Super Bowl Sunday. So make that happen, everybody. Make that yes, happen. Yes. Miss Asherman, appreciate <laughs> you, man. Where Ethan at? Where's your son at? Hey, Lisa, since your son ain't helping us today, can you come in and run the show from the back? Please, please, Lisa. We appreciate that. We'll throw you a quick $50. You know what I mean? Lisa, we may bring Ethan with us if you run the show from here on out. Since Ethan's not here today. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it, man. She still supports the show. You hey, want her son is not doing today. it. We're going to give away some today to one of these, some of these loyal fans that have been here since Drum Street. So we're going to call in. We're going to do a call in today. You guys are going to call in and we're going to give away a hoodie. We'll do a little trivia today or something. Let's do that. Hey, the final 10 minutes, we're going to do the final 15. We're going to do that. We're going to have them call in. We're going to give y'all away a hoodie, a shirt. Who knows what we, it might be Chiefs Queendom. Who knows, man? You're going to get something, though, baby. But it's time look, for the social look, update. Man, we already teased it. it. Be I kind of look Like, it's kind of like I got my six-pack back or something. You blooded out right now, man. You pyro right yeah. now. Ooh, whoop. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, so it's time for the social update, JB. We teased it before the break, and we got to start off with the Chicago Bears, man. So a report came out that the Chicago Bears locker room the players still believe in Justin Fields, and they're putting most of the blame on his play and the Chicago's Bears play on the coaching staff, saying that they of are the biggest problem and that it's causing a rift between the coaches and the players. This is what I'm hearing in the Twitter streets, JB. What's your response to this? Well, it's exactly what you talk about all the time. This is your generation. <laughs> like, these motherfuckers are soft. There's no hierarchy, Smitty. There's no hierarchy no more. The players run the business. It's player-driven. They run it. Player empowerment at its all-time high. And I'm sick and tired of seeing the shit. I'm over it. And you saw it with the Jets player going after a coach. We continue to see it more and more and more. See, the difference is when you brought up, back in the day when there was rifts between coaches and players, the coach had the final say, and the player finally said, you're right, coach. We don't have that no more. We had arguments. I've had arguments. You saw it on so, on Twitter. You saw it on on uh, Netflix. Guess what? The player realized at the end of the day, you don't really need me, coach. I need you. That's what the bottom line comes down to. There's that's no more. Co that's college, JB. It's different between college and pros. You still need me in pro. So so if 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 I don't if I blackball you to the next organization. What you're telling me you're gonna you don't think there's been cats blackball? How about Colin Kaepernick? How's that going? Well, that was different. Yeah, that was uh, a whole shit. fucking movement. That was <laughs> that way different. That's a whole nother ball point. Way, this was by the way, that was black people shit. What Smitty just said. 
Oh, that well, well that was different. I, I, you remember that? What was the movie? Uh, Friday, yeah. Friday. Uh, when you got jumped, man, you didn't help me then on Friday. You didn't help me when I was getting jumped. Said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, that was different. <laughs> that black people shit like a mother. Dog, I don't know what to say. Bottom line is, it, it ain't different really when you come down to it. And you don't like the fact that you no longer have control, JB. You're a control freak. You and all oh, your coaching no. friends are control freaks. Hey, hey, am I a control freak? TJ, am I a control freak? No, I'm a leader of men and a head coach, which is the CEO of a company and a business that his job is to get you where you could not get yourself. If it was a collaboration, Smitty, then it would be fucking Instagram and we'd be playing video games. But be real. Job. I got to get you where you could not get yourself. Are you dependent on me or are you dependent on you? We like depend on each about. other, JB. No, There's not. no coaches without the players. No, There's not. no players without. Well, hold on. There is players without the coaches. But we Here's do need y'all, though. I'm not stupid. I needed my coaches. I'm not dumb. I have a high school coach to this day, Corey Clark, my defensive line coach. I tell him all the time, you changed my life. I was a shitty player. He he, he taught me how to play the game, to play the defensive line position, to play physical, to play hard, and it changed my life. I got a scholarship. The rest is history. We need coaches. I'm not saying that. You guys are uber important, but y'all need us, too. You can't coach air. And you need players to buy in. What that. makes a great coach great? The, the fact that the players perform well and win games. So y'all, we Tell need each other. Tell me a player though that actually has been to the mountaintop and can tell the coach, "This is how I need to do it to get to the mountaintop." Coach Tom Isn't Brady when he left. Tom you? Brady when he left. Uh, Tampa. He left and went to Tampa. Now twenty years in. Come on, you, you asked for an example, bro. No, I said explain ex when the player tells the coach how to get to the mountaintop. Even Tom Brady ain't telling Bruce Arians how to do it. Bruce Arians called those plays. What are you talking about? I said tell me when a player told the coach how to get to the mountaintop. Tom Brady didn't tell the fucking coach. He, Bruce Arians used to cuss Tom Brady's ass out. So did Belichick. By the way, Tom Brady took it in the winningest quarterback of all time. But we can't demand that from Kyler fucking Murray. That is how hey, the game is. Hey. Oh. Why does Kyler Murray always catch random strays on this show? <laughs> hey, hey, Kyler Murray, hey, he had the career rehabbing, playing, playing Call of Duty. He ain't he ain't hurt nobody right now. He ain't said nothing. But on this show, we, you you gonna catch a stray every fucking time, man. That's somebody man, in the man. chat. Somebody in the chat said, uh, Smitty, you will never make it in, in most corporate America environment with that attitude even in 2023 do you not realize i work in fucking corporate america i've been working in corporate america since i left school bernie sports pub send me a box of wings and some fries and some mozzarella sticks if you own the sports pub bernie i'll see my address anyway sports update we got to move on to the next one man travis kelsey has had one hell over the last couple days y'all man after taylor swift came to the chiefs game on sunday to support him and his victory, these were the results. Seven catches, 69 yards and a touchdown. He gained 300,000 followers on social media, plus 400% increase in merchandise sales, and a top five selling jersey in the NFL.
call that the Taylor Swift effect. JB, is this guy winning or is he losing? Because I saw your post on uh Twitter the other day about his ex and his current That's and all like that. Three million views. I know. I just texted it. It wasn't even a goddamn video. It was a picture. I know. It was the two pictures of the of the ex and the in the and the current. It depends how, how you view winning, man. It depends how you view winning. And, and I'm not on here to to diss either. Everybody got their own cup of tea. For some people, Taylor Swift is their cup of tea. For others like myself and JB, the ex is more of our cup of tea. But I mean, you look at the, you've seen the metrics, you've seen the numbers. That man winning, JB. I gotta call it what it is, man. He's winning right now. The money went setup. up, the brand went up. I think it was a setup. I saw somebody on uh it was Ellie, Ellie Duncan from ESPN. What? Nah, well, I thought you were about to say you saw somebody who made a post about it was like not real. And I'm starting to believe that too. I'm starting to believe they like communicated behind the scenes, like, hey, let's do this for like oh yeah, Barstool, purposes. Barstool, uh who was it, Jack, or somebody that's been on this show before, He they posted a script that they found a script in the trash can or something. You saw that? I didn't see that. It was like a piece of paper written down that she had to read, so it said, like, it literally said, if the red team scores, you cheer. You, that's the hell up, bro. I'm not lying, homie. Did you, you didn't see that shit? No. Hey, that has to be fake. If the red team scores, you cheer. Like, it was that bad. <laughs> It was that bad, like real shit. Like, let's see. Uh, what's her name? Taylor Swift. What the hell, JB? I don't, I don't listen to her music, but this is Taylor Swift now. Like, she sells out stadiums. I, I get it, but I'm saying she don't know shit about football, and they're saying that she was actually reading a script. Ain't no way on bro. how to know. like. Let me if the red team scores. Cheer. That's hilarious. <laughs> Like, like some shit like that, basically. Red fish, blue fish, green fish, orange fish. <laughs> I'm like, let me see. If you can't find it, it's all good, man. But why yeah, you looking though? Why you looking though, man? I just gotta was, say, I think thing, whether yeah. it's fake, whether it's real, from a business standpoint, from a brand standpoint, Kelsey's winning, man. He was on Saturday Night Live during the off season. He got two Super Bowls right now in counting. He's already a Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Oh, 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 I think I got it. Here's the cold part. They also said that they pulled her out in a popcorn machine from the press box. You got to pull this up, JB. You got to pull this up. I, I, I am. I'm pulling it up, dog, because I don't know if a lot of people, <laughs> if anyone's ever. Because uh, I didn't see it either. Um, all right, let's get to people brass in the chat tax. saying Illuminati. Come on, y'all. Let's get the brass tax here. Let's get the brass tax, y'all. Let's get the brass tax, man. We got to see this, man. The chat want to see it. The people want to see it. I see Gene is begging for it. Master Wu's begging for it. Joe Accord saying, come on. Come on. Ask, you shall receive. <laughs> Instagram account Dumois posted this picture of alleged notes that Taylor Swift's team wrote for her as a cheat sheet to root for the Chiefs. The notes include when to cheer and when to be quiet, saying that you cheer when they're on defense, but you have to be quiet when they're on offense so that they can hear. Also, they tell her to cheer after they make a good play. My personal favorite here, that the Kansas City Chief mascot is a wolf, which is a bit ridiculous, which absolutely is a bit ridiculous. 
Second page of notes included a list of famous Chiefs. Like Taylor Swift would ever need to know that Len Dawson was the quarterback in like 1958. But by far the biggest piece of info on the alleged Taylor Swift cheat sheet note is avoid doing the tomahawk chop until further notice or information. You're goddamn right, Taylor. You don't want to get canceled out here for Travis Kelsey. Now, of course, there's like a 0% chance this is real. But she is the most scrutinized person in existence, so I could see a world where she would want some notes. So she's like, just make sure I don't look like an idiot. How many people are on the damn field? Just let me know. I personally think this is fake just because it's very silly. A lot of people are saying it wouldn't be written in bubble font, that it would be a typed up cheat sheet, and that's the reason why it's fake. People are pointing to this girl, Pia Malia, who is Travis Kelsey's publicist, and she says that's not hers. I don't know why she would know if her team wrote notes or not. I mean, this is all so, so ridiculous, but like Santa Claus and Miracle on 34th Street, I'm going to choose to believe it's real. JB, stop. No, man, you stop. You better not make that face right now. You not tell me right now. What's today's date? You not tell me on September 26th on a Tuesday in 2023. Beautiful day outside in L.A. It's A degrees. Sun is out. You believe that nonsense? Look me in my eye right now. You believe in that nonsense? Let me ask you this. What about this, then? She's in the popcorn thing. No, she's in that. She's in that. Just like her, that's her. Is she in there? She's in there like her, get like her cleaning supply. That's her. You guys, it's like the broom thing. That was her. They're saying somebody saw her get in there to get her from the, down from the press box through the fans, and they put her in that. And they say somebody saw her get in there to go up. And that's why they knew it was her. And that broad that filmed that apparently was the one that saw her get in it. So there's a whole thing on that too. Now I could I could believe that makes more sense. Than... I don't even know who she is. Is she that damn popular? What? Yeah, I swear to God. I don't, bro, I don't... Taylor, bro, Taylor Swift rivals. I don't even. She might be bigger than Beyonce. Like, I have no fucking idea who she even is. Bro, Taylor Swift is huge, bro. Like you ain't got you ain't got to be a fan. Like I don't listen to her music. I'm just saying, like I'm sure you've heard her music just because you were like in a bar or I'm it sure, just played I'm sure. out loud. Like, there, yeah, there's a lot of shit like that. But I swear to God, I couldn't tell you who she is in a lineup. You know what? I'm not really good at like pointing out certain like actresses and singers and stuff like that either. So I'm not mad at you for saying that. But you you've heard of her name before, though, right? Taylor Swift or no? I, oh, I don't, it doesn't pop a bell. It doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> I'm being real. You know, I don't hey, like you really be in your own little world, man. JB living in that big ass mansion. He got a pool hey, game hey, built. Brand new too, I really don't watch any of this shit. I don't, I don't, I don't have a clue who any of these new rappers is. Wido's in the chat. Uh, Eric with the wrench said I'm trolling. I, I just found out what trolling nah. was this year on the show. I think so he's I, serious. I think he's serious, man. Like JB just be at his own house. He go to the store to get get food and come right back home. Go get tools, come right back home. He's hey, in this fucking really I wish I I need I need to film it like to some when I die and somebody has to have like a fucking capsule of videos and I, I, J, JB really didn't know who the fuck this broad was. I don't. I have no fucking idea. I don't know who smashing apples are. I don't know who fucking uh, 
red hot, uh, red hot pepperonis are and all them bullshit. I don't know any of them motherfuckers. Red hot chili peppers. I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. I don't, I don't know what Red Hot Chili who they look like. If it's a group, I don't, I don't, don't know that. I, just, I know the names. I don't watch documentaries. I don't watch fucking the Hillside Strangler. All these Netflix movies. I don't watch shit. Well, you know, Enders is the new excellence, JB. And when you're not educating yourself, watching documentaries, not out here knowing about people, you're you're come on now. That so you know it makes sense. That's why I come here every morning. I'm kicking your ass because you don't really know how much. As much as what I know, I'm in these streets. I'm I'm researching. I'm reading. I'm watching movies. I'm I'm meeting people. I know what's going on. You don't even know, so it makes sense. But anyway, social Somebody update. Said, we got one more, JB. Said, one more. Somebody said, wait up. Oh, the red hot chili peppers. That's what they are. Red yeah, hot, red hot chili, chili peppers, peppers been out since the '90s. What the fuck? By the way. I was gang banged out in the 90s, homeboy. NWA on mines. Who the fuck's Red Hot Chili Peppers? I didn't know who the fuck that is. Get your ass up out of here, homie, like you know me. Baby, you wasn't banging for real. Chili Peppers? I couldn't tell you who the fuck that is. JB, hey, I ain't gonna lie. I talked to a few real gangsters from back in the day. They said you was in the house. Here we I'm just saying, that's what they told them. They said you was in the house, JB. You know that's a lie. <laughs> You probably talked to so many people. You're like, damn, JB, they really, JB was really out there in that motherfucker. I talked to uh, a few cats from the Drew League, man. They said, you know, my homie, uh, my homie, uh, 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 Rock, my homie Rock said you was in the house, JB. <laughs> you know better. You know better. <laughs> I'm just playing around, y'all. Hey. Not even like we don't. We already know that's so fake. We don't even need to take that serious. <laughs> Hey, chat, is that fingers are real? Let us know in the comments right now. Is JB a gangster or not? <laughs> hey, go, let's go to the last one, man. Social update, man. Jets fullback Nick Baldins, his wife, called out Jersey Shore star Angelina Pivernick. Piver, Pivernick, I don't know how you say it. After sliding in her husband's DMs, man. We got wait, a video wait, wait, for this, wait. JB. Say it over again. So the Jets fullback, Nick Baldin, his wife called out Jersey Shore star, her name is Angelina Pavarnik, because she slid in Nick's DMs after a football game. So Nick Baldwin, just fullback, he's married. His wife saw this superstar famous girl from the show called Jersey Shore. She slid in her husband's DMs, and she called her out about it. I think we got the video, if I'm not mistaken. Here's the post right here, kind of explaining it. It's piping hot. If you're a Jersey Shore fan, keep watching. So my husband plays for the Jets. I was there tonight. I had his name on my, I had his number here. I had his name up here. I'll put a picture. Okay, that's his name. That's his number. So I'm on the field to say hi to my husband before he plays. And I see Snooki walk by. I was like, holy shit, that's Snooki. I don't know anyone else that's there, okay? I never watched Jersey Shore. I just don't care about Jersey Shore. I just don't, you know. So Angela from the show, she walks in. I don't know who that is, okay? But I see this woman who's with Snooki, Pete me. She looks at my outfit. Like, I looked cute. I looked just so cute, okay? Who's Snooki? And she already gives me, this broad right here gives me what you guys call cringe so vibes. Snooki, but... so when I was young, Jersey Shore it was a, a popular show, I think on MTV or VH1, like a reality TV show that became real popular. And Snooki was one of the real big, Star from their show. Never heard of it, the show, by the way. Never heard of it. 
Never heard of the fucking show. Where's everybody at now to tell me I'm lying? I've never heard of the show, ever. I never heard of Snooki, the show. Never heard of this broad. So anyway, let's keep watching. I see her see me, okay? Well, my husband gets a DM from this girl, Angela from Jersey Shore. I'm like, this girl's a million followers. That's so weird. Like, I don't know, 10 minutes after this chick is eyeing me on the field, okay? Okay. It's her, it's the girl from Jersey Shore. DMs my husband and said, see you soon. Here's the DM, weirdo. Let me just show you my husband's Instagram on fast because, okay. Okay, this is it, there's me. There's our daughter. There's me and our daughter, there's me. There's him and our daughter, okay. Anyway, I just wanna say if you're a fan of her, She's weird. That's weird. You don't message a married woman's man. You're going to see him soon after you see his wife. I can fly on the field. Weirdo. She did a whole video like she's 20. Well, she probably is mid-20s. They probably are pretty young. I'm not mad at her because, you know, if you're going to be in a motherfucker, like, if you defend your man, he obviously showed her the DM. Right. So was, they on the same page. She, they on the same page. So he don't make that much money. He ain't dumb enough to risk risk what he has to lose what he don't have. Mm, or mm. <laughs> say, say it one more time, JB, because you said it so smooth. <laughs> he said he ain't got a lot of money, so he ain't dumb enough to risk what he have to risk what he don't have. <laughs> Something like that. But lose what he don't have. That's a bar. That's a bar. But hey, what he has to lose what he don't have. What What's your opinion, though, on him showing the wife the DM versus just ignoring it himself and just moving on? Nah, you got to be open. I would have showed her because I'd have been like, look at this bitch in my shit. Like, I'm open. There's nothing to hide because I don't want my girl thinking I'm over here. Like, like I don't need insecurity. I don't do insecurity. I w That's why I'm not married. And so, like, I don't do the insecurity thing. So it's trust to me. It's like, hey, here you go. Here, look at this shit. Like, who's this, babe? You know this, bro? Oh, that's the Jersey Shore. What the fuck stuff? And then now I would have told my wife, don't do no goddamn video. Right. My thing is, she doing a video for one, she probably a little salty. Somebody sliding her dude in, which I respect that. But two, it's because of who the girl is. And she knows she's going to, the video's going to blow up like it is, and she's going to get some clout. Sing 22 for JB. Oh, uh, I think that I think that's a song. That's one of the Taylor Swift songs. Ashley, how about you call in and you sing it to him? Call in right now. Ashley, I can sing new it to him. on the chat. Press chat it up. Ashley English. A.E. Let me get a, let me get a 40 ounce of that A.E. <laughs> that's before your time right there, JB. O.E. Old English. Brown bag. Talk to me. Yeah. You didn't even think I knew that, did you? But yeah, but Nadine Jones, I, I do believe she is kind of clout chasing. Respectfully to your wife. I don't want to talk about other people's wives. I'm not talking bad about her. I'm just saying that, like, she obviously saw that this girl had a million plus followers. This is a, a star in the reality TV space, an influencer. She's sliding on your man's DM. It made you mad. So part, part of it, you want to call her out. But also, you knew that if I call her out, it will help my brand and my TikTok grow. I'm sure this, this ain't the first girl that slid in this NFL player's DMs, I'm sure. And this was fucking Becky from Becky90210 
with 100 followers and said the same thing, this this wife would have not made a whole TikTok video based upon that. So, I don't know. Two things can be true, like I always say. Hey, Unspoken, uh, he asked me, he said, how did Herbert have the same grade? I told everybody right when it happened. I said, Trevor Lawrence's grade on my sheet was wrong. It didn't get changed. Herbert had a higher grade. You don't listen. You hear. You look for clickbait. You look for trigger words because you're a fucking casual. Stop and shut up. All right, now, um, we got a, we got a problem brewing in Vegas. I'm just telling you straight out. What's going uh, on? And I said this on the uh, show. Three, but I don't got time to wait around. You know, I mean, it's not a personal thing. I mean, it is a personal thing, but it ain't just about me. But I mean, it's not my mentality to sit here and try to take all season to figure it out. You use these early games like this to establish our identity, and we uh, we're not doing things the right way to, to establish a winning culture um, early in the season. So we gotta do something to. Basically, Smitty, he's saying we're not doing the things to establish a winning culture and we don't have time and I don't have time. Um, I said it before on the show that if if Rodgers didn't get hurt, I was I, I said it. Devontae Adams would probably end up being a jet. Um, said that. There's a reason I, he he clearly doesn't want to be there. Jimmy G's out this week. I wouldn't be shocked if Stidham ripped it. I think Stidham's ripping it this week. Uh I think he's good. Or not Stidham. Uh, yeah, from Purdue. A Aiden O'Connell. Yeah, he's I nice. think Aiden O'Connell's legit. I called it on this show. I said, don't be surprised if Aiden O'Connell's starting quarterback in Vegas. Dog, he's this is a disaster. I'm telling you what I told you already. Lincoln Riley's going to be the head coach of the Vegas Raiders next year. And... It is what it is. I'm just telling you right now. And it's mm. it's happening in front of our very eyes. First of all, it was, oh boy, the DN that's now in rehab. Now it's Devontae Adams. Now it's Jimmy G's hurt. Like, shit stacking up, ain't it? Doesn't Eric Weddle say shit stacks up in the NFL? And it's when it starts to stack up, you got to start taking it for what it is? Yeah, that's true. It, it's stacking and it's stinky. It's stacking and it's stinky. You know, Devontae Adams, listen, he's still arguably the best receiver in the, in the NFL. You can argue that. So between him, Justin Jefferson, Tyreek, in my opinion, it's kind of rotating that, that top three. And he's like, Mike, he Mike, wants to Mike win. Mike Evans gets shitted on this league. Mike Evans is as good as anybody. I'm going to tell you right now. Keenan Allen gets shitted on, in my opinion. Keenan yeah, Allen, Mike, I was talking about that one. Mike Evans last night over the Oh, my, it was nasty. It was nasty over the time. He dropped a few earlier before that, so he made up with that one hand, though. That hey, was by the nasty. way, I'm the one that said Mike Evans was the number one receiver in football two years ago, and everyone thought I was crazy. No, I'm not, man. Mike, I mean, he's Mr. Consistency. He, he's had, what, over a 1,000 yard receiving, like, damn near every year he's been in the league, I think. By the way, he has Baker Mayfield throwing him the football, who threw for 144 yards last night, who absolutely fucked me on prize picks. And by the way, this is the dude that's guess who he is again. Oh, he's Baker Mayfield. The movie I told you we've all seen before. <laughs> but hold that's on, baby. That's one game, though. They're still what two and one right now. The Bucks. They play against yeah, the Arby the best. They play against Arby the best team in the NFC. One of the best teams in the NFL and played against one of the best defenses for sure in the NFL. Jalen Carter's out there making plays. D line's coming out. I'm not making an excuse. I'm just saying, like week. when he won the first two games. You didn't give him, you didn't, you know, you, you gave him some props, but you wasn't like real high on it. But then as soon as he had the one bad game, it's like, see, it I told matters you. who he plays. I we said this. We talk about this all the time. It matters who you play in this league. 
I feel you. I just feel like we we both do this, JB. We come into certain games or certain players and have opinions on them that's already like set in stone. So we kind of wait until they show us who we think they are. And as soon as they do it, we point the finger. We say, see, we told y'all. Same thing with me. I'm not, I'm not as saying as you with Danny Dimes. We was it week one? I said, I I told you he was shitty. He wasn't that good quarterback. Ooh, you know, he plays well for a week. I get quiet. He comes back, plays bad. See, I told you know, we all kind of do that, whether it's consciously or subconsciously. And I think when it comes to you know, Baker, when it comes to some of these QB, Lamar, for you, some of these QBs, you know, as soon as they have a bad game or game that they're not performing at a high level, you like, you use that as the ammo to prove your point. So it's all good, JB. You know, we got about 10 minutes left in the show. Can we drop the link in here so people can call in? We got to give some stuff away, man. 30,000 subscribers, JB. When I joined the show, you had like 20,000. So I, I brought about 10 with me. I had 28,000. Here we go. Uh, before we do that, I'm gonna drop the link in there. I'm gonna drop the link in the chat. She's not had 28,000. The Smitty's responsible for 1,746 members. I ain't doing shit, right? I ain't wrote no time. I be shitting on I be shitting on Somebody hit me up was like, "You be shitting on Smitty. You don't let him talk." I said, "Motherfucker, the microphone don't work that way. You you cut Matt off." Fuck. I mean, listen, y'all. Let me be Next quiet. year, by this time, we're going to be doing this in person. You won't have to worry about all that. Right now, when you're doing, you know, StreamYard, Zoom, sometimes it just ha- I cut JB off. Hey, you, you know why, though, we don't have to worry about it? Because I'm going I'm to I'm fucking hip toss your ass in real life and, like, slam you, like, blah. No, nah, I'm going to show you. JB's cock strong as a motherfucker. You know, we, we we should actually set, we should build that up and set that up to where, like, give you two months to get in shape, give me two months to just get in better shape. You put on shoulder pads and helmet. Show up as a helmet, and we just one play, literally one play. We get we get some guy to try to block you. I I I would I almost fucking passed out yesterday demonstrating the goddamn Joe Burrow thing. Are you shitting <laughs> me? Because <laughs> I told you I stop smoking and drinking every day. You smoke a cigar and it drink right whiskey at least a little bit every single day. So when you're a quarterback, just let me take a breath right here. Pocket. And you're like this, and you're staggered with his right foot as he is. He gets the snap from the cue from the center. Boom. His first step is to take a drop. If it's a five step, which is three steps in the shotgun, he will have to take three steps. For him to transition, what we like to call sock the wall, he He's needs to, to play right on now, that y'all. back foot and get his power. Right. So he gets his power Listen. driven from here, here. That's number one. Number two is if he were under center. <laughs> number two is. <laughs> I, I told you. I was about to die right there. Oh, you want me to put pads on and go head up? Are you one play? One play. Look, 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 look. Maya Lynn said that'd be must see TV. She would love to see that. Hey, I almost passed out right there. <sighs> I ain't making drive, homie. I'm gonna give you Shit. two months to get in shape, man. Two months to get in shape. My boy D. Jones said that's elder abuse. My fault, D. Jones. I ain't gonna do it then. Okay, he twisted, be talking- no, I ain't going out like Willie Lump Lump. Ain't no put bitch in my blood. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. I'll get hurt before I go out like Willie Lump Lump. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. <laughs> D. Jones. Talking that talk, so I'm just saying. What he's talking is. that talk. Yeah. Whatever D. Jones' age is, I'm stiff farming his ass. It don't matter how fucking young he is. I don't give a shit. 
don't I don't know how D Jones look. I don't know if he a big dude, a little dude. He got the Jaguars logo, so I have no idea what D Jones look like. Hey, I dropped the link in the chat. Go ahead and call Ashley. Call in, Ashley. Shit. Hey, indoctrinate yourself. Hey, pop your cherry live right here on the show. You ain't even a member. But come on in, girl. I appreciate you. I love that. Maya, you call in too, Maya. And Lucy, you say you need a hoodie, Lucy. Call in, Lucy. Come on, what's your oh, chance? Anybody want, anybody want to call your ass in, homie? You better call your motherfucking ass in here. Right now. Where your ass out, Eddie Manyweather? Call your motherfucking ass up in here. Shit. Where you been at for two days, homie? Sorry ass, Dak Prescott's ass. Sorry ass. Hold on. I got to play this video. Fuck that. Before anybody calls in, I got to play a video, Big Smitty. I, I got I, I, I got to play this video, dog. I'm, I'm tired of Eddie Manyweather's ass. I got to play this video. Hold on. I don't know how to find it on Twitter, but I'm going to find that shit. Hey, this whole time he's been watching the show, he, he ain't been saying shit. He been in the <laughs> fucking shadows. Motherfucker been in the shadows. Batman. Motherfucking Batman. <laughs> His ass been in the shadows for fuck two days. Motherfucker talking when they was two and oh beating nobody. <laughs> somebody caught hey, somebody called him Osama. <laughs> See, he's been hiding in a hole. <laughs> Come on, Eddie. Come on, Eddie. We showing this shit right here. This is JB's fastest two minutes, dog. It don't get no better than JB's fastest two minutes anywhere on planet Earth. Uh, E-A-R-L. Here we go. JB's fastest two minutes. Brought to you by oh, Slap Dick Cigars and Studio. Here we go. Broncos, Dolphins, and holy shit, Sean Payton. You got Russell Weirdo on your team, and you got absolutely fucking mollywopped by a bunch of shitbirds. Look like somebody stole your milk money, motherfucker. <laughs> God damn. You got knocked the fuck out. Kansas City Bears, here we go. Mahomes back at it. Got a little injured today. Threw that on time. Rolled up on right there. I hate to see it. Don't want to see the greatest and the best queendom fan base hurt their feelings by any chance, do we? Holy shit. But he came back, scored, and beat the worst football team in America, the Chicago Bears, led by hey, Justin Fields. Holy shit. Broncos Bears, great matchup next week. Here we go, Ravens. Lamar can't throw a hitch ball when it matters, but yeah. guess what? The Colts won with Minshew, the '70s porn star, and not AR5. <laughs> Just let that sink in. Colts 22, Ravens 19. Battle in the South. It looks like the Colts could be the guys if the Jags don't get their head out of their ass. Here we go, Cowboy. Dak Prescott, looking like. Dak Prescott. <laughs> Looking like goddamn Dak Prescott, motherfucker. That's who he is. Eddie Manyweather. Oh, soft ass. Hey, he oh, called in. He called in, baby. He called in. He called in. Huh? He called in. Bring him up. Bring him up. He called in. <laughs> hey, where you at? You've been stuck in diamonds all week. Damn, man. Yeah, that was that, that shit pissed me off, man. Yeah, hey, nah, man. where you get at, homie? <laughs> nah, man. That was one game, man. You can't judge one game. Oh, man. what did last year? What do you mean? He can't judge one game, man. But they got us, though. I mean, they got us Cardinals, man. I just, they beat the hell out, y'all. They played more one. physical. Dak throwing picks in the red zone. Your yeah, defense got was. exposed. You was talking all that talk first two weeks, Cowboys Nation. 
What's going on now? Be consistent. I don't know. That was I can't I can't blame it on Dak, but I I don't I don't I don't know. That was that was crazy though. I'm still riding with my team though. You do know the Cardinals are trying to lose, Eddie. They don't want to win. They want to get the number one draft pick. Yeah, that was that was. Hey, Lucy, Cowboy fan too. Lucy and her feelings too about the Cowboys. Call in, Lucy. Don't be scared, Lucy. Hey, you know what you should do, Eddie? You should go on Micah Parsons' podcast, motherfucker. Now get your ass up out of here, Eddie. Now here's the next next thing is, Eddie, I I love Eddie. Um, I do love Eddie. Eddie. Eddie's a real one. At least he call in and face the music when his guys lose. He he hit me up last year so upset. You're right, Coach. Dak Prescott, shitty. And they turned 2-0, and and he he, he hyped up about him. Um, he need to go on uh, Micah Parsons' podcast. So, look, let me ask you. Um, anybody else call in? Oh, everybody's scared. All right. Gotta so call. Hey, y'all, we got a free hoodie, y'all. What y'all doing? Free shirt, $30. Somebody call in. Cam, Keith, Chris, JD, Michael Brooker. What y'all, y'all scared? Go to church. Chiefs Queendom shirts will be live on the CoachABStore.com in 10 minutes. Go get it. Um, hey, I got to ask you this before we get out of here, though. Yeah. What's up with this? I don't this? know how long it took him. I don't know. What did it take him? Three years or so to to get there or four years? I, I don't know. Some of y'all could, could do the research, but. His second year? that's I don't know that that's accurate but um uh, anyway so um he did it pretty fast then that's that's pretty impressive it's even more impressive <laughs> so who that's about? I get the, you know Auburn plays Georgia this week so I guess they were asking like uh he was talking about like how long it took it took took our guy what's the name of Georgia to uh Kirby Smart to, to win the, the natty, and um, I guess you know, he's like, You guys knew the research, they told him it took him two years, and he's like, no, I don't know if that's true or not, but I know it's like, motherfucker, it's a fact, it took him two years, so it was just a funny thing, it was a funny clip that was trending on social media yesterday. Um, you know, they're going that you know, they're gonna find something to go at you all the time, so that's oh, all yeah. that was. I guess nobody gonna call in today, man. Well, that's the case, if y'all don't want nothing free, hey, I, I keep my hoodie, I keep my oh. Uh-oh, we got a caller. Finally, my, my guy, SB. What Steve up, what up, what up? What's going on, Steve? Just chilling. Another you got to ask me a question, JB. Trivia. Trivia? I like them glasses. All right, all right. Here we go. Hold on. I'm going to bring in uh, I'm gonna bring in trivia. I'll ask you a trivia question. Hold on. I'm going to bring Max Hex in, too. Max Hess. Let me see. Max Hess. All right, Max. What up, Max? Max, I'm going to mute you, Max, because Steven called in first. I got trivia for you guys real quick. New York, New York. All right, stand up. Your fans have been void of a legit difference maker at quarterback since the beginning of eternity. I'm just going to keep it real. Neither, neither the Jets nor the Giants have had an all-pro quarterback since what year? Two thousand eleven. <laughs> Hold on. I'll, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Oh, I'll go. Oh eight. 
How about 1970? Damn. Damn. Johnny Unitas? 1970, dog. So that so you know what you need to do? Everybody needs That's to crazy. Did you know why? Because I said Eli Manning is fucking underrated. Oh, you said all pro. Oh, you said I I I I I I was thinking Pro Bowl. You got me. Yeah, dog. Yeah, it's a crazy stat, huh? That's uh, wild. Hey, nobody gets a shirt today, but I appreciate you guys. We'll call in. We'll, we'll do Already. All right. Thank y'all for calling in, man. Y'all have a good one, my guy. All right, Steve. Uh, 1970, Big Smitty. Hey, uh, Sean, Sean Waffles in the house. I bet you uh, he probably knew that. But 1970, all-pro quarterback since the merger. So let me ask you this question, Smitty. Is Eli Manning the all-time greatest New York quarterback? <sighs> Damn. <laughs> is, he, is he greater than, than, than uh, I'm trying to think? Real Sims? Yeah. I, uh, Joe Namath? Joe Namath, Phil Sims? There ain't been a lot, dog. Aaron Rodgers was already the best New York Jet ever. Brett Favre? Brett Favre was there one year. He don't count. So, like, think about it. Eli Manning, dog. I, 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 he might, I think he's the best New York quarterback ever. I think he might be, bro. It's crazy because, like, the thing about Eli, his stats are kind of mid. Like, his overall record, I think he's like 500. But he has two of the greatest Super Bowl wins in NFL history, in my opinion. And that put it over the top. They're both against the GOAT. So, that made, like, those two Super Bowls equal, like, damn near four Super Bowls. You know what I'm saying? Like, the weight that those Super Bowls carry – has elevated him to where Eli probably gonna make it to the Hall of Fame now. Not because his stats were so amazing, not because of it, because of what you just said. It's crazy. He was never an all pro. <laughs> he had a couple Pro Bowls, but we look at Eli Manning as like a, a great because of those two great runs that they had. So he probably is the greatest New York quarterback. I, I have to say, which is, it sounds wild, but I think it's true. Uh, it's crazy. New York market just can't get a quarterback. I don't get it. Man, oh man, I don't get hey, it either, man. But I fuck is Doc Talk Tuesday tomorrow, yes. Workful Wednesday. Matt, we got Jeff Nadu joining us. Talks about some Thursday night football. We may have a special guest joining the show. You never know, and uh, maybe it's just Smitty and I. I don't know, but we got a lot of shit lined out for you this whole week long. And uh, next week, Brian Erlacher will be back joining us on Fridays. Um, he's taking a tour around around the country with his kid on some visits. They were at the Notre Dame game last week. That's where his son's committed to. Yeah. Um, but uh, it'll be a great one. Don't miss it. I got another daily rant for your asses today. Um, and uh, pound that like, subscribe, become a member. CoachABStore.com. Go get you some Chiefs Queendom shirts. They're going to be fire. Um, don't miss out on that. And uh, the rest of it is history. We'll see you guys on the other side. Big Spinny, last words? Hey, man, peace, love, happiness. Get your money, and we out, baby. Peace. We switched it and filled the gap. Smitty and Jason Brown, we killed it, yeah, it's a wrap. We won the games we missed, and we switched it and filled the gap. You are now tuning out to the Coach JB.